On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Dude 1 and Dude 2 will talk new toy and Star Wars gaming news before slipping into non-collectible topics. These include Brie Larson's failed Star Wars auditions, as well as a new look at what Mando may look like during Season 2. Of course, they'll talk about the future Star Wars interview from Kathleen Kennedy, in which she discusses the cinematic side of the franchise and other Star Wars projects. If that's not enough, we have the legendary fan segment to close things out with a new fan question of the week on Star Wars villains and our prestigious top five plus one Star Wars fan artist features of the week. Cue the music. You know, the, the, the nipples, nipples on the suit, Joel Schumacher back. <laughs> oh shit, alright, here we go. Now, everybody out there in Star Wars Time Show Land, it's Matt, it's Nick. We are back for a brand new edition of the Star Wars Time Show. And at this time, we have one of our loyal fandos out there, Cryo Photography. He's in the live stream chat right now, getting ready to waste upwards of two hours of his life listening to our <laughs> dumb shit. Tones is in there. Ooh, a Sylvia, a new, a new one in the peanut gallery. Welcome, welcome, welcome. welcome. Hopefully, those of you that are new, you'll stick around and you'll make it more than five minutes because uh, it, it's kind of tough to make it more than five minutes on this show. But some of you do, some of you don't. Let's get to it. All right, Nick, well, we actually have a few topics to get into today. But as we like to do, we just kind of shoot the shit here at the opening, talk a little bit about life. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking about how our uh, hat project has <laughs> already uh, just completely failed. <laughs> Uh, we've talked about how the the Teespring project has already uh, completely failed. Uh, so all of you that that wanted this, that, and the other thing, and, and the hats and the shirts, where are you? I told you this would be a waste of our time. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. No one listens to the show outside of like 10 of you and you 10 already bought the damn hats and one of you bought a shirt and now they're just sitting in inventory, a.k.a. my yeah. basement right over there in a closet. Well, just just to, in case we start getting new fans and, and they're, they become loyals, there's plenty of stock of hats left for you. There's 11 hats left in multiple sizes, whether it be LXL or small <laughs> medium. And then we have an entire Teespring store where you can get any number of pieces of merchandise you can get face masks you can get t-shirts you can get hoodies I, I, I knew it though I, I knew it though i knew we'd spend our our time you know our our, our time is is valuable it's precious uh, i've been on vacation for three weeks so clearly my time is worth gold nick has been kind of laid off on purpose his time yeah is gold yeah you know i have all right I have so you can't to ask us here. to do this bullshit and then not come through in, in all seriousness I told you so. I knew it. Nick knew it. I mean, he's the one telling me once the hats are gone to just fucking burn down the store yeah. I just spent 12 hours like building it, it, on the site. Yeah, I so. was like, look, just after we sell these out, do not do another run. You're so. right. You're right. I was telling him before we went live. I, I mean, just to get the fucking hats online and, and ship to people. I've probably personally dropped six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I bought. I bought a printer. I mean, we we've needed a printer, so. But I'm still gonna blame it on you assholes. Uh, just buying the hats, uh, doing the time to ship it out, printing labels, this, that, and the other thing. So, 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, we, we do it for you. And clearly, you guys don't pay us back in turn because we're still sitting at low ratings and reviews on iTunes. <laughs> I don't think we have any ratings on review or reviews on our other podcasting platforms, which are all of them. We're everywhere. So, yeah, we're coming right at you. We're punching you right in the face. What the fuck? Super fans. We get it. You guys, you guys do the duty. But as I say during the dance at the end of every show, you need to start tricking, <laughs> infecting, poisoning other people's minds with our nonsense. All right. We got to grow beyond the base. We don't want to become MAGA Star Wars, right? We want to <laughs> we want to go beyond our base. Yeah, we've got we've got a nice little swagger, if you will, swagger. Star Wars time show, always great again, again. <laughs> but we need to expand that base. So yeah. uh, I guess we just got to do better or you fans need to do better. Thank you. So the other quick announcement up in the front of the show is that there will be no live stream next week. Matt is going to take <laughs> a vacation. Yeah. He, he is so mentally distressed by the failure of this Hats project that he's just leaving. He's it. leaving the state. I, I, I considered I considered just shutting the whole goddamn <laughs> thing down. The Star Wars time show deleted. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, in all seriousness, for the first time since March, the Haywood family is going to venture outside of their one square mile in Columbus, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm going to take a break. This I think it's going to be the first show I've missed since March. Uh, that was the show when uh, Nick and Nick and Taylor got yes. on and kind of filled in for me. That was always fun. So Nick is committed to at least doing a, a an audio only version of the show next week. So 126 again, you will not have my uh, stupid ass talking on it, which should be a relief <laughs> to most of you because these days I, I I don't know like if I'm I'm going senile if I'm developing some sort of serious condition, but I always feel like I'm slurring and I'm not even drinking anymore. So I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going on just mental fatigue you got the you got the like the uh cabin fever it's just taking over <laughs> I, I, dude i don't know what it is. I, I need to go see a doctor too we've talked about this I, I feel like i've got some form of cancer growing on the whole right side of my face but not being an md myself and not being an asshole like most americans and thinking i'm an md and knowing science uh my diagnosis of full-on face cancer is probably incorrect probably, i would say so but that, but that's what I'm rolling with right now, and we'll have to figure some shit out. But I don't know if that's why I slur some sometimes. See right there, <laughs> or if my tongue's getting too fat, or what? Sup, 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 sup. Hey, there's Joe in the live stream. Go. He got himself a hat shipped there. Hey, how about those of you that bought the hats? Let's give a round of applause to our USPS. Because I'm telling you, you guys got shit they sent to you as if, like, priority. I mean, I I basically wrapped the things in duct tape and kicked them down the street like Ace Ventura, right? <laughs> Everyone remembers the opening of Ace Ventura where he's, 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 like, he's like a FedEx guy or a UPS guy just punting this fragile yeah. box all and down the street. just breaking and jingling the whole way. <laughs> right, so at Star Wars time, part of your shipping and handling fee is to have me just beat the living shit out of your package. Yeah, I think, it, I think the reason that it got there so fast is that people are so freaked out that USPS isn't working that they just stopped sending Sending shit to them probably yeah. i i mean even on the receipt it's like oh it's not gonna get there till saturday whatever i mean these guys uh, you know joe got one i think kiyoshi got one early mm -hmm. i don't know if chris up in canada got his yet say, uh, just sent one out to adrian so 
Uh, at this point in time, all the hats that have been ordered are shipped. Orders have been completed. The Aussie box is on its way. On the way in. And I know that Spencer's that- shirt that he ordered from the Teespring shipped. So he should be getting that soon as well. So all the merch is out there. And on its way or or received by those who <laughs> look in the chat. What the fuck did I miss? Matt has face cancer. Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's a little bit of uh, Star Wars time show fake news. I just there's something going on with the right side of my face down the throat. Don't know what it is, but because I'm not a doctor, I'm not going to sit here and tell you as if I am an expert what it is. <laughs> I have no idea. It's been going on for a while. Maybe I talk too much. Yeah. That 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 there, there, there's uh, a lot of merit behind that guess. More so water, who knows? But. Uh, but, but like most people, I've just been putting it off and letting the cancer get worse and worse because I don't want to get the news. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> but outside of just our, our day-to-day miserations, we do have some Star Wars news to talk about. We got some toy reveals. We got some potential game reveals coming up. We also oh, have hey, did, a potential season two Mando armor reveal. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's some, there's some good Star Wars stuff to talk about, but why the hell do we want to talk about <laughs> Star Wars stuff? Did you, uh. Did you guys venture out to a movie this weekend? Did not do that. We were strongly considering uh, making the journey to see Bill and Ted, but we put that off. Is that out? Like, I, I thought that was coming out Friday, 28. They did. So, um, Alamo Drafthouse over here did like an exclusive preview thing where they won't, you know, they opened it early and only a certain number of people were allowed to go. Uh, but we didn't go to that. Um, but we're, we're, we're considering it. We're considering it. You know, yeah, I, I mean, soon. I saw that it's weird, at least here in the States, for the first time since March, we got an actual box office champion. And it was Russell Crowe's Unhinged, which I'm, movie uh, I'm guessing weird. is yeah, I mean, it looks- probably terrible. But the fact that <laughs> there's nothing to see besides old movies, yeah. uh, he kind of won the day. I mean, uh, there's like... I, I know New Mutants is going to try to release this week. Yeah, right? New Mutants has been, you know trying to come out i mean but here's the thing i feel like there's a lot of movies that are like for example if you remember back to when cabin in the woods released because chris hemsworth got massive off of marvel that movie was done like cabin in the woods had been done for years and it was just sitting on a shelf because nobody that was in the movie was actually like very popular and they were waiting to see like can we just release this movie as is? Do we go direct to DVD? But then when Hemsworth popped off, boom, they released it and it was big. So I feel like this Russell Crowe movie. I like that movie. I like Kevin, that Kevin movie. Woods is great. Because Hemsworth kind of plays a schmo, yeah. right? Like he gets, he's not even like a lead in yeah, that. Yeah, he dies like halfway through the movie or something like that. Um, but I feel like this Crowe film probably has been done for a while. And it's just been like sitting right. on a shelf and people are like, ah, it's probably shitty. We're not going to do it. But then they're like, oh, well, wait. Yeah, hey, <laughs> there's no competition. Yeah, just release it now and we can do well. So um, it's it's weird. I mean, do you find it weird that, you know, Disney, they, they own the New Mutants at this point. That came over with the Fox yeah. purchase. It's probably the last Fox X-Men project ever. Yeah. Do you find it weird that with that property, they're like, yeah, let's roll the dice and try theatrical and get some cash when Mulan guaranteed going to make money in the theaters? They're just like, no, fuck it. We're going to do this new thing where you pay us to subscribe to our shit and then pay us an additional fee to own our new shit. I will never understand the decision to do that with Mulan 
I don't know if it's because it is like a a proper Disney property that they don't want to take a risk. And they figure like, I I feel like they mathed Mulan and they figured, all right, we have, I think they've already crossed 10 million subscribers. They're like, okay, we have 10 million subscribers on here. If we get 1% to pay the 30, then we make X amount of money, which covers us. Or, you yeah. know, like they, they figured out that math in their head and they were like, if we can get a minimal portion of our subscribers to actually pay the $30 that we're asking people to pay to watch this movie, then we're covered. Whereas with New Mutants, it's no risk, no reward if, if there is a reward at all. They're like, we didn't put any money into making this. Fox did. So we don't have yeah, any, yeah, any you're scratch right. I game. mean, at, yeah, at this point, they're probably just paying for whatever little marketing bits they're doing. Yeah, they, so I, I don't know. I mean, Mulan still is hitting theaters too, though, right? Or no? I don't think it is unless they no. do like a post Corona release. Like, I don't think it's I, I just out. know there was a, like a viral thing of like a, a, a cinema owner trashing the Mulan display after they announced that it was going Dude, to the Disney cinema Plus. owners are really pissed. And I understand because like their business is suffering and like, yeah, I, I mean that. There are no movies. There's only like one or two studios that are still pretending that you can release movies right now, especially in the States. I mean, uh, here in the chat on the live stream, uh, our, our buddies down from the land down under. I mean, they're like, yeah, Tenet's coming out next week. Uh, Wonder Woman 84, they're, they're going to try for October. It's like, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, it's a question mark. But with like with New Mutants, what confuses me about that movie is that movie's essentially been remade three times. Because, like, if you remember when New Mutants was first announced, it was, like, this horror movie. It was, like, these X-Men children, like, these mutant children are inside of an insane asylum, and it was a horror movie. And people were stoked about it. And then before Disney even bought Fox, they pivoted. They, like, moved it from this horror thing to, like, more of an action-oriented like an action horror type of movie. It's more than likely not going to be good. No, probably not. I mean, people will see it because Macy Williams is in it. Macy Williams is the girl who played Arya Stark in Game of Thrones. So, I mean, there's some appeal there. But, like, I was more excited for the original version where it was kind of breaking the mold of the traditional superhero film than what it has turned into. Yeah, there's still, like, people comparing it. They're, they're calling it uh, Nightmare on Elm Street seven or something like that i mean they're they're making comparisons to the freddy films. yeah well if you remember how nightmare <laughs> nightmare on elm street went as you went along the series they got progressively campier and progressively worse so oh no uh um, right, well but yeah i don't know I, I just i don't know it's weird I, I i love going to the movies amc you know they've uh they've done their due diligence at least as much as you can in this time in this country to get people in the theaters and it's still like eh. yeah I mean, we definitely not new mutants. I mean, Tenet is the one that might pull me in. Yeah. But even then it's like, yeah, really? Is it, is it, is it going to be worth that? The, the risk? Yeah. I mean, like if we go, we'll do it. Cause like, I mean, Taylor and I have flown on a plane, so we wore our masks the whole oh, time. Oh, you're fucking crazy. You, we, you already have the disease. <laughs> yeah. Like we, you know, wiped down our seats before we sat down. We we made sure that we had hand sanitizer with us to like we didn't get any drinks from the people, you know, from from the, uh, you know, the, the flight attendants or anything like that. So I feel like if we do a movie, 
we have to do it like that where like you you go in you're masked up you have hand sanitizer you have yeah. your wipes you wipe everything down you don't fucking go to the bathroom you don't get food you just watch the movie i, and I guess movies. now and like their time just put out a piece today but now scientists are finally uh, kind of hunkering down circling around the fact that this shit is is aerosol based as well now i heard something about that uh, not not just droplet like a cough like fucking <laughs> and it just hangs in the air and you fucking can suck it in so yeah. uh i can rent a theater i hope we got sean in the in the uh chat here on the live stream saying i can rent a local theater because we, we live in the same city for 100 to 150 well shit oh wow that's not bad that's a deal yeah i mean so <laughs> can you like if deal. you if you do that 150 then like you can watch any of the new movies that are available I, hey, I, I might have to get with Sean offline to see what this is all about. I, I didn't know this was happening, but uh, th- that's fucking cheap. Uh, considering like just a normal movie tickets, 15 bucks, you're telling me I can get the whole damn theater for 150? Yeah, and I mean, that's how fucking bad they're trying to the cinema industry yeah, is they're trying now. to get people in. And then in that case, like you could bring oh your family God. and then you could yeah. still invite like two other families and then y'all can just be socially distanced and like. You know, you have the whole theater to yourself. So, I mean, hey, that's not bad. Unbelievable. Uh, but like I said, I mean, AMC, it's kind of neat what they've done. I don't know about but you. You're a regal guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, but essentially now, if you book your, your seat, as soon as you click your seat, the system is automatically like, all right, he bought seat D5 now, D6, D7, D8, D9, they're gone. Yeah, I think with regal, they they have it roped off automatically before any seats are bought. So they'll have like, two seats together then three seats roped off then they'll have four seats together and then they'll have three seats roped off so like you don't it doesn't like let you pick your initial seat it's just like i'm thinking the i'm thinking the amc's way is the way to go if if the uh program logic holds up and people aren't yeah i think the problem with that is is if you have multiple people buying in very short time windows then it could fuck it up. So like if you go right. in and you buy seat 5B and, you know. That, that's what I mean. 16. Will the logic, will will the if-then loop, yeah. right? I mean, I know you're not a programmer, but you know enough. Yeah. Will the if-then loop catch that in time? Yeah, exactly. is, is there a is there a, a, a function to catch, as Nick said, my fat ass hitting seat D6 and his fat ass hitting D7? Yeah. Will, will that catch? I mean, who knows? It'll, it'll be interesting. But I can tell you, at least the AMC by me in Columbus, Ohio, Friday was, I think last Friday was the first night back. Everything sold out. Wow. Okay. Uh, now, I mean, you're, you're talking 40% capacity uh, screenings, yeah. but everything was sold out. And, and it was a lot of old movies. Empire was in there. Back to the Future. Uh, I think that was also their, their 15 cent ticket offering. Yeah. So... Uh, there's probably people uh, taking up on that stuff. Yeah, but. I think that like that may be the first thing that we venture and try to do because I mean our regals close to us were forty percent capacity at best with, with just normal ass movie releases. So now yeah. with COVID, you know you're probably not. Gonna yeah, have- my my theater was always it would get busy. I mean Thursday night new releases. If it was a mega movie, it would be fucking slammed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I miss it, man. I mean, I haven't been to a movie I think since March. I think the last movie I saw in theaters was uh, ah, what was that animated one with Chris Pratt and Tom Holland? Their oh, troll the brothers. Onward. onward. Yeah, Onward. Yeah. Really good, really good movie. Even if you don't have kids, but that was the last uh, in theater experience I've had. We so. saw last thing we saw was JoJo, I think JoJo Rabbit, God, yeah. and that was because like 
we went way late in its run. Like we went, I think they've re-released it around Oscar season. Yeah, you went, you went when uh, it was getting Oscars consideration. Because yeah. I remember this, we were probably talking about it right before Co-Fuck. Yeah. And, and all the nonsense that went down in, in March. But that's crazy. I, I still can't think about renting a theater for $150. Dude, that's not bad. I mean, fuck. I'd do that. I, I would walk in with my own cleaning supplies for that. Yeah. I mean, shit. I'd be like, <laughs> hey, hey, janitor, you take it easy, pal. I mean, I get this whole thing for $150. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the cleaning. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, apparently a group of people did that and went and watched ESB. I mean, sweet. Yeah, that's pretty fucking awesome. So not bad. Dig it. Dig it. All right. Well, there's our, our opening there. Those of you with uh, little kids, I am fucking hooked, <laughs> hooked, hooked so much on this show, Miraculous on Netflix, <laughs> that uh, my, my daughter and I, we have now gone back and we're rewatching the available seasons because uh, I think I talked about this last yeah. week, but <laughs> the, 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 the final episode aired and I'm like, what? what we can't end on this this can't be a series finale i had to go look it up but uh still digging miraculous got got the little one i bought her a a ladybug jumpsuit as a surprise this weekend nick and gave it to her and she went absolutely bonkers so uh scoring those daddy points but if you're like us and you're in the kind of geeky stuff and you want to get into watching shows with your kids uh, miraculous is kind of good i mean it's got there's some goofy, like, uh, teeny stuff, like girls loving boys and crushes and whatnot, but they, it also has some good life lessons in there. I don't even know how to describe it. It's almost like French anime. It's like <laughs> French and Japanese people got together and made a show about superheroes set in Paris. There you go. All right. Hey, I mean, it's something um, it's to watch. Weird. Right now, I'm sure that everybody is exhausted there their uh quarantine playlists for yeah i mean dude i just i i still have a ton uh wife and i we finally got through the second season of altered carbon i'd been sitting on we that need to finish i need to get in that too i second season major letdown compared to the first yeah. uh nothing against anthony mackie i just i think joel kinnaman was so much better yeah. as uh dude, kovach but. T- teenage bounty hunters if you're an adult it's on netflix it sounds stupid watch teenage bounty hunters it's hilarious i mean i don't i don't think that there's anybody in there that you would know but it is just such a funny show it's about it's about these two high school girls who like you know get wrapped up with this bounty hunter and end up becoming like his apprentices and they're like running around catching all of these you know these (laughs) skips and all that it's just so funny it's like 45 minutes long per episode, so it's got good episode length. There's 10 episodes. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard about that one from somewhere. There, there really is just so much fucking yeah, there, shit to watch. So it, it gives me anxiety, uh, which I have right now because we just finished Altered Carbon last night. So now I'm thinking I've got that that pressure of, uh-oh. What next? What, what are we going to move on to next? Dude, tell you, do Teenage Bound. If you want something to like come down uh, off of like the serious tone of Altered yeah. Carbon or something like that, do Teenage Bounty Hunters. It's just so funny, dude. It's so ridiculous. The intern said the, uh, what's that new show on HBO Max? The Love, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country? Lovecraft. I've heard, yeah. yeah I haven't started that Apparently that's pretty yet, good. But uh, I've heard that's really good, so. Yeah, Bossajan in the chat saying, man, the high castle. I've, I've completed that. That's definitely a great mm-hmm. little series. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. A guy that does a podcast on a sci-fi series, it's not hard to figure out what I'm into. I love Anything science fiction, alternate realities, multi, you know, multi dimensions, that type of shit, time traveling. Yeah. 
I, I could eat that stuff up. So I, I might do Umbre- Umbrella Academy. We've, so too, we did Umbrella knows. Academy. We finished both seasons. It's good. Like some people, I don't know. Some people don't like it. I, I love season one. I thought it was it was a little different. It's a little unique take mm-hmm. on kind of powered people. Uh, so I'm looking forward to season two. I just don't know if I can cram the wife into just, oh yeah, don't worry about the first season and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a little difficult because a lot, a lot of shit happens in the first season of Umbrella that you kind of, I'm assuming you need to know for the events of season I mean, two. They but. kind of, I mean like because of the way one of the things plays out, like you, you relive a bit of the first season. So like you can get caught up just seeing season two, but it's not necessarily, but like it's still better to have seen it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so much shit. I, I want to watch. I mean, I'm still paying like an asshole for CBS All Access, and they've got that new animated uh, Trek series. Yeah. I, I want to check that out. But it's like because I'm a dickhead, I just pay the money and then don't, don't use, use it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the only one I don't use. I mean, I don't use a lot of Hulu, but I get that through my Spotify, and I use Spotify every day, so I don't feel bad. Yeah. Uh, we we hit Disney Plus usually at least once a week. Netflix is by far the the leader i use my youtube tv but <laughs> cbs all access i bought for picard rolled into discovery loved it and then i'm just a lazy piece of shit and can't take the two seconds to cancel my account there you go. Or, or put it on hold but uh there's definitely no shortage of of shit to watch or games to play i'm still rolling through ghosts just slow burning that thing because i don't want it to end i played like four or five more hours of kotor over the week so now i'm God, yeah, you're you just you're you're going old old yeah, school. I mean, I'm, I'm sticking with these Sony gems. We we're getting to close out the this generation. I wanted to, I just want to finish Kotor one because I stopped my playthrough probably would you know halfway through the game on Manon. So now I finished Manon. I finished Korriban. I'm now at the Rakatan civilizations in the Starforge system. So towards the end of the game, and you know I just want to finish it so I can say like all right. I finished that. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And then I'll just continue playing through The Last of Us 2. And, you know, I, at least I feel That's like a shame. I've accomplished I mean, something. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to shame you a bit. You need to finish that game over KOTOR. I know, I know. And I played it a little that, bit that too. That game, it should be game of the year, game of the generation. I mean, it, it's fucking magical. And then Ghosts coming right off of that. I mean, I... We've said it like three casts in a row, and I know it's getting repetitive, but I mean, Ghost should be our Star Wars game. That should have been our our fallen order. I, I, yeah. I cannot tell you how enjoyable it is to even fire it up for 10 minutes and just do a little jerk-off mission. I'm talking like, if you played the game, Nick, there's this, it's like a little... I don't even call it a QTE, but it's a, it's a way to build up a, a, a stat set for your character where you slash it bamboo yeah. by hitting, you know, even doing that for five <laughs> minutes makes it, turning it on worth it. Uh, I'm digging the story. I'm in the act three. I, I just, I, I'm a huge fan. I wish I could get myself a Lord Jin Sakai action figure at this point. And when I start wanting action figures, you know, it's an obsession. That means it's, it's really moved into... Uh, a, a, a place of honor within my geeky soul. So, there you go. Uh, big fan of ghosts. Can someone please make a fucking Star Wars game exactly like it? I don't even care if it's set on Tsushima. <laughs> it could be the same fucking island, everything. Just dub in lightsabers for their katanas. There you go. So. Uh, but yeah, we, we, we've got uh, other suggestions in the chat here on stuff to watch, some old, some new. I mean, Punisher, obviously, we've, we've got connections to that through my buddy. Yep. He... 
he is Frank's double in season one. So anytime there's a fight scene, that is my stunt friend getting his ass kicked or kicking Daredevil's ass. <laughs> um, and then Punisher season two, he was the full on stunt coordinator. So the, the fight in the gym with the weights to the faces, all that type of stuff came from my buddy's demented head. Yeah. Uh, and Witcher, another one I thought it'd be goofy because Cavill is, is fucking hollow sometimes, but he is excellent. Yeah. He is Geralt. It's, it's fantastic. So, all right, man, uh, there's 30 minutes of bullshit for <laughs> you on the star Wars time show that that's kind of become the new thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I know when I listen to radio shows, I, I kind of favor sometimes when they just, talk about life and it's just kind of white noise for me to listen to in the background yeah give us some feedback if you think that we're going too long on this segment or if you want to hear yeah fuck these people (laughs) (laughs) we we know we can't trust these motherfuckers with feedback we asked for feedback last week show suggestions and all we got basically was give us more shit for free Uh, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not taking your feedback. If I want to come on here and talk about how I like to stick my thumb up my ass and then rotate on it, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. There we go. All right, dude, uh, let, let's get into the Star Wars stuff though. For real, because I can see through our analytics, we've basically just uh, killed the stream. It went, there was people listening and then it just cratered right there. So, uh, here we go. Yes. Our fans are the fans of free shit. Uh, up first, we'd like to start with our, our collectible stuff. I mean, that, that that's kind of our thing. I'm a, I'm a huge collector. Uh, Nick is not, so he just sits here and listens to it and just waits until we move on to non-collecting stuff. But at least he's a good sport. He's here for the fun. He's here to talk toys and waste the money on them. <laughs> uh, speaking of toys, I'll often, I'll probably, uh, if I remember or someone re- remind me, because uh, I've also said this on the show before, for these two hours, two and a half, three hours, while we're vamping and talking, I really don't know what I'm saying. Like shit just <laughs> comes out and I pretty much forget everything at the end of the show. You can ask Nick, there's many weeks where a few hours on, on Tuesday, but like, Hey dude, d- did I do all right? Was I an asshole? Yeah. <laughs> did I fuck something up? Did I offend somebody? Uh, so, uh, you gotta remind me when I promise stuff on the show and then I never come through in real life, but those of you that collect, you probably display your figures in some form or fashion. Some of you are box idiots. Other people's are out of box. Uh, some people buy the, I don't even know how to say it, that like the delighted shelves, the, the glass four mm. four shelf things. Um, so I, I have some of those shelves. I, I bought two shelves, the uh, Christmas 2019 have done nothing with them until last week. Finally decided to set the fucking things up, reorganize everything, all my shelves, so now they're behind my couch. You know, who, who cares? It was, it was fucking with my field of view, playing games and watching movies. I'm a, I'm a video file, audio file, so I had to move the shelves behind the couch. That was done, but to do so, I had to meticulously take off every fucking figure that I had on the shelves and I'm one of these dumb asses that decides to display one 12 scale figures in these shelves and anyone that's just tried to stand up a fucking plastic figure knows it doesn't always work out in your favor in fact 90% of the time these little cocksuckers are falling over knocking other little cocksuckers over to the point where you get action figure dominoes <laughs> We've seen it during shoots. I've stabbed tables. I've smashed figure faces over it. So I made the decision, hey, I'm going to try to stand up 36 
112 scale action figures on each shelf row. Why right? Would you do that? So six across, Nick, six deep. Ask me how many times one shelf fell over before it was completed. How many? I would guess too many. <laughs> six times. Too fucking many. Dude, I think it fell down three times. <laughs> Three times, like one guy in the background, you know, Kylo Ren's back there fucking jerking himself off and falls over and knocks over Vader, who knocks over Palpatine, who knocks over uh, uh, Sidious, and then they're falling out, and then when they fall out, they hit the next shelf and start another chain reaction of fucking figures dominoes. Oof. (laughs) So, this is a public service announcement. If you are going to display your 112 scale figures... Only do so if you're smart enough to use figure stands. Uh, You can get them real cheap if you have a 3D printer. I'm actually, I've got a buddy right now printing me up hundreds of them after this weekend. It's going to save you a a possible stroke, (laughs) a future aneurysm, uh, issues with your heart when you're older, blood pressure problems. Uh, but, But take it from me. Don't display 112 scale figures unless they're on a stand. Okay. I know some of them are beautiful. Even some of these little $20 fuckers are now display worthy, in my opinion. Hasbro has really made some of these faces worth wanting to put on a shelf. But the, but the, the, the mental anguish of lighting them up without them knocking each other over, or even opening the damn door after you set them all up to put a new figure in is not worth it. I can't even walk behind my couch now, Nick, because I'm scared the vibrations will be enough to get Kylo's dumbass to fall over again and knock over the whole fucking dark side You're shelf. probably better and yes, to not walk behind Yes, there. my shelves are themed. I've got a trooper shelf, a dark side shelf, a light side shelf. I've got fucking Mesco shelves, hot toy shelves, <laughs> mix shelves, basically a pop culture at all shelf. There you go. Here we go. I'm getting lots of good advice in here. Building um, the but- museum. <laughs> Building the SWT museum. And, and I'm not going to lie, Nick. Like, uh, for a 40-year-old man to, to, be, to be displaying this stuff in his home, it, some might find it odd. I like it. It looks, they're like little pieces of art to yeah. me. I, I spent thousands of dollars on these fucking things. So rather than have them laying in big piles of plastic of carnage on the floor or on my to-shoot table, I'm like, I want to display these fucking things. But displaying them the way I decided to do it is moronic. (laughs) Uh, The amount of figures I'm trying to cram in there, because I'm not like some of you guys. I mean, I've seen some of you with these shelves. You'll put one or two hot toys per shelf. Fuck that. Fuck that. The goddamn figures already cost almost $300. The shelves are about $60 a pop. Then you got to put lighting in it. I- I'm not going to have fucking 800 shelves in here to display my hot toys. So I do six hot toys per shelf, 36 112 scale per shelf. Yes, the math's all done. It works. But when you do it that way, Nick, you create the domino scenario and it is. It's a living nightmare. So uh, once my the worst feeling ever when they domino down in the middle of you putting them up. It's just like do yeah, I here even we go. Look, look, put uh, them up? There's again? some people in chat. Bossajan's one. I probably have to stand them up at least once a week. So I'm not the only asshole that gets into this practice of fixing figure displays. I'm just telling you right now. Uh, maybe scale back your displays, or like I said, look for cheap 
little uh, figure stands. We have some suggestions here in the chat, such as uh, Blue Tack. Uh, I guess 3M makes some, so uh, hit it up. Uh, but man, <laughs> the, the fucking stress. And, and now, like, when the cats go down... <laughs> They're edges, right? So what do cats want to do on an edge? They want to rub their fucking face yep. on it. So now as soon as they start walking my head behind the couch, I'm, I'm basically doing off the rope fucking Jimmy Snooka flying <laughs> elbows to take them out, uh, you know, pulling on their tails, tweaking their titties. Uh, it's just a nightmare. But that's pretty much how I like to live my life. I like to do stuff that could possibly give me a stroke. <laughs> Oh, shit. Well, with these new All figures, right. these new Lego figures, you don't really have to worry about setting them up too much because yeah, they, they stick they to the floor that up. they stand on. Thank you. Built-in figure stands with the Legos. And sorry, we've been all over the place. We'll make these topics quick, at least these little ones here. But as Nick was saying... We're getting a new Target exclusive. I, I'm sure fans love that. We, we love when it's retailer specific, uh, especially the international audience, because they typically don't get a, uh, a comparable release in their home territory. But we are getting a, again, it's ESB 40th, so we're going to get a, a Lego Star Wars Bespin dual set, uh, which recreates the iconic moment when Daddy Skywalker says to Son Skywalker, I am your father. Yes. Uh, it's a 295 piece set retailing for 40 bucks, a little pricey, but we've gotten used to Lego kind of shafting us on the star Wars license. And, uh, as I said, it will be a target exclusive. Yeah. I mean, it looks good. It's a cool little setup for those of you like Tong Wars or, uh, zero three or any of our Lego photographers out there. I'm sure you could have fun with this set out there. It looks, looks nice. Looks nice. So, um, I, I don't, as a Lego collector, I mean, outside of the, the nostalgia fact, I mean, it's got a nice little base. I'll pull up another image here on the live stream, but it's got a nice little uh, base with a, a 40th yeah. placard to put on it. I mean, it's a nice little display piece. Uh, the Vader might be worth getting because it looks like he actually has like his full suit going down his arms. Yep. Nick, you might be going, well, that's kind of fucking weird. Why would you even notice that? Well, that's what us collectors do. Uh, Vader typically has all black arms, so it might be worth getting for that uh, minifigure, but uh, it is a Target exclusive. It goes live on the 27th, so depending on when you're listening to this, it's probably already sold Thursday. out. It'll, yes. Yeah, it'll probably be sold out by the time you remember on Thursday. Uh, but at least we told you about it. Mm. It's there for you. We've got the links for you on StarWarsTime.net. Hit it up. Another toy reveal here. Hasbro Vintage Collection. You get yeah. the Tanif 4. And they also revealed a Hondo Onaka. Is that right? Uh, dude, there, there's a ton of shit here. And I mean, I, I always try to bring you the, 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 the toy scenes reaction to this. Because, I mean, you as a fan, you're just a casual Star Wars guy. You're probably like, oh, this is nice for collectors. Look at that. You got a... <laughs> You got a 375 scale Tanti 4 hallway set. You could essentially remake opening scenes from A New Hope with the small scale figures. That's fucking rad. Yep. They're, they're doing these saga collections in small, small scale. That's rad. Uh, but let me tell you the real reception. They hated it. So, yeah, the, the, the real reception was like, what the fuck, Hasbro? <laughs> like, uh, where are the Black Series announcements? Uh, all, the only yeah. Black Series you gave us were... A 
Wall, a Walgreens, Nick, not Walmart, a Walgreens exclusive <laughs> phase one clone trooper lieutenant. I see that. Yes. Okay. Walgreens exclusive. Any collector, when you hear a Walgreens exclusive, probably gets PTSD because that, that's basically you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it unless you live in like bumfuck uh, Alabama where, you know, people don't buy this type of yeah. shit. You're just not going to get it because they probably won't do an online release. It says they're going to do pre-orders at Walgreens beginning September 15th. I'll see. I, I'm not holding my breath, essentially. <laughs> uh, lots of bad memories with Walgreens exclusives during my pop days. It's just, it's a shit show. Even more so than the Walmart stuff and the Target stuff. And then the other Black Series we got that, that was figure-based, what I do with them? Gaming greats. Yeah, another fucking gaming greats, and it's just the it's the same purge trooper that's already released, except they gave him a, a new accessory, basically. Okay. Uh, and because it's a gaming great, you know what that means, GameStop. Nick? You, you pay an extra five dollars, and then you have to get it through GameStop, which means you spend an extra ten dollars in shipping. So you're basically spending almost the same price for a Black Series figure, just to pay for the honor of ordering it through GameStop here in the States. That's so ridiculous. Now, as a non-collector, Matt, can you pick out the one thing that has caught my eye here? Because we have a ton. We have a ton of reveals that you have in this post. Oh, I I know what you were were probably looking at. You are probably looking at Palpy's blade, That is right. right? The EP, the Emperor Palpatine blade from, from ROTS, is the one that caught my eye. Because I, I already have now, I know that some people already have received somehow, they're probably, you know, Hasbro members or they're, you know, sponsored. But somebody, some people already have their Revan color changing uh, lightsaber that was revealed yeah. a long time ago that's coming out. Yeah, because you, you ordered that, right? I did pre-order it. Now, I have to hope that I can get, get my through? address changing because I pre-ordered this when I was still at my apartment. And I didn't know my address yet. <laughs> so what retailer did you use? Amazon. But right now, okay. like I, I go on and I, it won't let me edit my address, my delivery address until it ships, which is fucking stupid. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, so I have to now wait until my shipping information is given to me and then go in and change it. But this Dude, one, Amazon is is ridiculous. Yeah, because I just got a bed truck cover shipped to me for free in two days. That's pretty fucking sick. A thousand dollar item that that required two people to drop it off at my door <laughs> showed up in two days. No, that's cost. insane. But this one, I mean, like this this may be something. If 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 this is gonna be a regular release thing for for Hasbro now, like these. You know, Force Effects Elite Blade. This is your thing, huh? You're going to be a Black Series collector after all. Maybe. Because this is, Nick, these are part of the Black Series yeah, line. Yeah, but they're also very expensive. <laughs> so these this yeah, is dude. EP Blades, $225. Available uh, for pre-order now. Hasbro Pulse, Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Big Bad Toy Store. But like, I mean, this is the kind of shit that I like. Like props or, you know, uh, right. you know set use things and stuff like that of course i mean there, there is a that is i i would uh, star wars collectors you're either going to get kind of the, the the figure centric like myself or the the prop and memorabilia yeah. people and like and here's the thing like i know because i am a member of this you know this lightsaber collecting group on facebook that the, the stuff that hasbro puts out is not of the highest quality you know if you want an emperor palpatine blade and you want to go to one of these elite level 
fabricators, it's going to cost you 400, 500, 600 dollars maybe. And that's that's sometimes without a blade, without electronics that actually give you the sound and stuff. And they're typically built to scale perfectly. So like these blades yeah. that you get from Hasbro are typically a little bit bigger than scale. The electronics aren't great and the blades are small, but like I don't have the money to spend $600 on a expertly fabricated blade from, you know, uh, the lightsaber form or someplace like that. So, but I mean, this did stand out to me. I may pick it up later after my Revan one comes in. Um, and then what do you, what do you think his hilt says about him? I mean, it's, it's a opulent very motherfucker. Hell yeah, it is. I mean, uh, you look at this and you almost wonder why Palpatine wasn't the dude wearing those yellow, those Gold. golden yellow robes like Snoke, right? Yeah. I mean, this to me would work with Snoke too. I, mean, I guess they're essentially the, same, the same character after all. But yeah, I mean, this is like the the, the one percenters lightsaber, right? Uh, I mean, this is what the, 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 the 10 rich people in the world would be using for their lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's gold. It's got, you know, very uh, intricate, I don't want to say intricate design, but it has like a very sleek design style to it. I, I'm going to say it, it, there's, it, it's got a little bit of a, a feminine design to it. I mean, I, I could see this being a, a Star Wars dildo. Yeah, kind of. If you just, you know, reshape the, the, the <laughs> emitter of it a little bit. Yeah, the, the emitter, you'd want to soften it out a bit, make it a little more mushroom capped. But uh, I mean, I could, if I was a, a female, I could see using this thing for some pleasure. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, this, it definitely does say that, that Palpatine was a little bit, you know, opulent, a little bit maybe on the feminine side. Do you side. see how little it is, too? Do, do you think the hilt was so short so he could always keep it stored up his sleeve like we saw him? That's know, what I was going to say. I am the Senate, that type yeah, of shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is, you know, this probably wasn't his first lightsaber blade. Like, this wasn't the, the lightsaber that he was using when he was training under Plagueis or anything like that. This is probably something he built when he became the the lord of the sith the the one only sith left and he had to conceal it a little bit so if if you've seen you know the the typical hilts they're a little bit longer harder to hide they have to hang off of your belt um, to keep it up the sleeve would definitely need to be a little bit more compact. Do you do you think this is even shorter than uh, Ahsoka's whatever fuck one you the call Chateau it? The Chateau blade it's probably yeah. similar in size, I would imagine, uh, of a Chateau blade. It's probably a little bit bigger than Yoda's. Yoda's is probably only, you know, it, it's it, three quarters the size, half the size. But it it also, I mean, just the way it's built, it, it's almost like it's meant to be one hand only, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, this isn't something you'd really be doing overhand strikes with. I mean, I don't even know if you could get two solid uh, uh hands grabbed around there so. yeah you would have to have small hands to get two around there and again like i don't have the the hilt here so i can't show you the physical grip of it if i do get it i'll i'll try to bring it on the show and show you guys like how it holds and you know what it looks like in a hand in terms of size but um it is I, I, i'm not a it's i'm not a huge fan of like the sexy looking sabers like a mace window i, I said that before i don't i don't like the gold inlays and in, in sabers but for some reason this one it's visually appealing and like i said it really anytime i look at it i all i see is sex toy. yeah it's it's weird too because if you look at the if you look at you know down on the saber grip this like pearlescent kind of like i don't even know what color to call it like it, it like the inlay on the on like the silver around it. It's like almost like a pearlescent type of bronzish color, like almost like a skin 
that's actually not what it looks like. Like Sidious's blade is does not have that like pearlescent look to it. That's just something that design wise Hasbro chose to go with with that blade. Oh. Um, so it's they did they did make some 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 changes to coloring, some changes to the design itself. Um, but. I mean, I still. I looked all right. Buy it. You don't need money. Don't eat. Yeah, just, just, just order it up. Pre-order it now. <laughs> um, I may get it later. I want to wait until my Revan blade comes in and see how, like, the yeah. quality of it. Because um, one thing that I will say is that the 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 Disney Parks Kylo Ren saber is of really good quality. Like it's solid metal. Sometimes you'll get these like Force Effects blades, and they're plastic and they're garbage. Um, so I want to see what the quality is like on the Revan one first before I order any more from this line. Because if it's $225 and it's not a full metal chassis, then I don't want to waste my money on it. Um, yeah. But it looks it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it looks nice. So, I mean, that was there. Like I said, we only got two traditional Black Series figure in the, in the Purgy Boy and the Phase 1 clone. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Like, th- this Tanty 4 Dio set for the 375 people is fucking amazing i mean i saw star wars the black series on ig lamenting the fact that like hasbro why do you never make six inch scale dios like this i mean logistically it'd probably be a pain in the ass to ship this thing i mean i I can only imagine uh, i mean at this at the 118 scale you could jam it into one box and get it on a store shelf at what at 112 scale i mean that that box would be like the size of my house huge um so I mean, there's some of that, but I, you know, people would buy yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't uh, really this use just like production cost or anything like that because people will will spend the money. And this this thing just looks amazing. I mean, you got so many configurations you can do on the Tanty Four. You, you could do the Princess Leia hallway with R two. You could do the Vader coming through the yep, door. Yep. Uh, you get the three figures. It's just and for all for fifty bucks. I mean, yes, they are the little guys. They're they're like my my penis size. You know, three inches. Uh, they're not quite as posable, but I mean, really, even the sculpt on, on the 375 line is getting ridiculous these days. Uh, ridiculously good mm-hmm. is what I mean. It just it'd be nice because at, at the scale, most of us as toy photographers out there, most of us are doing 112, 16, uh, 16. Good luck getting props <laughs> that are not going to cost you the you know, uh, the, the same as buying a vehicle. Uh, but it's mostly third party people make this shit. I mean, there's a whole outfit called space walls that just 3d prints, uh, death star wall panels. You know what I mean? J- just cause, so we can use it for diorama purposes. Yeah, I feel like that's the way uh, to go now. Like if you want to get into like, you know, dio building and stuff like that, just buy yourself a 3d printer. And then, <laughs> I mean, that that's where our buddy went. I mean, one of our first fans, I mean, we called him a goat at this point in time. He's, he's disappeared, but uh, everything Kylo, all he does now is work on dios to sell. Yeah. I mean, Hey, like star Wars, he's been working on like the, the, the Mandalorian, uh, whatever the bunker that he raids mm-hmm. in episode three. So yeah, I've seen, uh, uh seen we miss Jesse. He, he doesn't, he doesn't even shoot toys anymore. He just works on that stuff. Yeah, I so. mean, he's found a new passion and that's awesome. For yeah. Him, you know? Yeah. That's, I guess good- I, I definitely don't have the vision or patience to make dios. Uh, <laughs> uh, Spencer saw the extent of my dio making. It was literally me murdering my leftover blocks from that, uh, ubiquitous set. Mm. Did I talk about, I, I talked yeah. about this, yeah. I think. Well, I took perfectly good 
dio blocks and used a knife and stamped out the <laughs> middle so light could leak through and i could put the grating on top to, to try to get some light leaking looks uh yeah that, that's about as far as i go on the dio stuff yeah. uh the other thing here i think these are just these uh saga collections are just straight kitty cash grabs i mean the I wouldn't even say the figures look that great. They've got like that big foldable cock joint, you know, where they just <laughs> bend at the the waist. Yep. Uh, but you got, you know, you got the Jedi, you got the Sith, you got the First Order, you just got straight up the Empire, you got the Rebellion, you got the Galactic Republic. So they're hitting Everything. the three ages that the Skywalker saga spanned. Yep. And you got a Bounty Hunters uh, collection yep, on there. Yeah, you, well. you got to throw the Bounty Hunters in there, so... Uh, all this stuff is up there. We got the links for you. Uh, the links are all working at this point. When I put them up there, they they did not work. But now they do. So uh, if you want to waste your money on this stuff, have at it. Uh, but like I said, the, the, the big outcry was not enough 112 scale reveals during this event. Uh, not enough 112 dioramas straight from Hasbro. And of course, just the, the exclusive retailer bullshit. And as, as Joe brought up in the chat here. They're also releasing like uh, gaming great style Hondo Unaka and the Mountain Trooper, which you could only originally get from uh, Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. in the park. Yep, I remember that. They're going to do a 3 a.m. <laughs> a 3 a.m. Target pre-order release for those That's two. That's so fucking crazy. 3 a.m. Yay! Well, 3 a.m. East, so, I mean, it's the bullshit, hey, midnight Pacific, yeah. it's the next day everywhere, so here we go. Uh, it's just odd. Oh, well, uh, we, we lamented that fact. I, I just I don't get exclusives. I don't get timed releases. I mean, if you're Hasbro and you want to make money, just fucking sell the product. Yeah. NECA, just sell the product. Pre-order, we will buy it. <laughs> and that's I mean, okay. It was a big drop. But like you said, a lot of people were probably looking for more 112 scale. People out there who are shooting 375 probably feel pretty happy right now. Kingdom of Weird and some of our other 3.75 inch figure shooters. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be jacked. Uh, I mean, the 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 Tanta Four playset, like I said, I mean that is it's godly, it's beautiful, yeah. uh, and it's odd to say about just plastic structure. But uh, as someone that likes to dabble in this and maybe not do the best at it, but you know, every once in a while, shoot some toys. It really helps to have these practical dioramas. I mean, the Digirami stuff is uh, Digirami. <laughs> Digirama stuff is fantastic, especially if you layer in some practical elements around your figure. But there really is nothing better than having a tangible set, yeah. if you will, behind your subjects. Because we're all directors in the end. Yeah, everybody wants to shoot their scene and tell their story. So. Exactly. Well, I, I never tell a story. I just <laughs> fucking have static dudes sitting there and you can figure out whatever you want. You tell your own story. And I, I have succumbed to the motherfucking real shit on my personal account, Nick. <laughs> uh, I've been, it's like, that's all you see now. I mean, a lot of people just port their shit over from TikTok, so it's not even cropped right. You can't even see half the fucking videos, but I'm doing it right on Reels because I'm not getting involved in TikTok. And mine are terrible. I don't plan for them. I just use existing video and just blast a song over top of it. Uh, and I feel dirty doing it because I, I was like, I don't like this. I don't like now that you get if you're toy photography, you got to do your behind the scenes in a reels. I just like dropping it. But I got more views on my behind the scenes reels of Carbo Vader than just my standard BTS pose for Carbo Vader. So you got to succumb to the man, right? The IG yeah. algo 
we worship you. There you go. It's I mean, we got views on our on our uh, merchandise reel as well, but nobody bought anything. So yeah, our, our reel. I mean, honestly, I've been I try to do a reel a day now on Star Wars Time Show just to recap that day's features, uh, and they cap out at most two thousand views. So they're they're not getting out anywhere into explore. No one's finding them unless they already follow us. So like most things I do for Star Wars Time, I think this is just a, a another life suck. <laughs> Well, I mean, one more life suck coming up for you pretty soon is going to be Star Wars Squadrons. And then that's our hopefully. hopefully. Yeah, that's our next piece of news here. And, you know, for those of you who follow the gaming community, who follow the gaming circuit, you know that Gamescom is coming up, which is typically the biggest, you know, outside of E3 which is the American conference. Gamescom is the conference that happens in Germany. In terms of just pure attendance, Gamescom the, kills it yeah. because they, they let they let everybody fucking mm-hmm. in. E3 was still, oh, media only, this, that, and the other, that bullshit. Yeah. But, uh, and I feel like this is way late for Gamescom. But Gamescom's typically in August. So yeah, I mean, we're- is ge- it? I thought it was like late July. Who the fuck knows anymore? I always thought Tokyo Game Show was kicking off towards the end of August, September. Maybe, but yeah. I've been out. I've been out of that gaming media now for almost a full year, and it's just it's all fading, fading away from the gray matter. But we are, thanks to Jeff Keeley, mm-hmm. some lucky dork who literally has built his entire life talking about video games and getting paid handsomely for it. Yes, I'm just hating. <laughs> It's another guy I'm just hating on, uh, but he he tweeted out that they are going to do a, an opening night for Gamescom. Uh, they'll be live streaming it, openingnightlive.com. And uh, as a part of this opening night live experience, uh, Keeley is confirming that Squadrons will be presenting a brand new premiere, a new look, a new look at what? I don't know. Is it going to be gameplay, campaign centric? Who knows? I mean, at this point, Nick, I feel like what the fuck else could they really show us to get us any more, uh, more excited or less excited? I feel like multiplayer, you can't really show too much with it. Like the, 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 the screens that we've seen and the video that we've seen from PC Gamer and all the other sites that put out the early access videos from it kind of showed off the multiplayer enough. Like, what else can you see? It's like, here's this ship flying. Here's this ship flying. Are you going to show, like, gameplay from all the different types of ships? I'm more interested in the in the campaign mode. But also, knowing that it's probably going to be short, you can't really do a long period of time for Star Wars Squadron's campaign without spoiling something or without giving up too much of how this game plays out. So, um, I mean, definitely excited to see what they show. But also, I mean, like they say, you know, world premiere, new look, it could literally be the same shit that we've already seen. It's like, oh, look, it's the world premiere of this particular video. It's like, you know, yeah, I I feel like I have enough info on this game already. Well, that's what I was getting at because uh, they they let influencers and whatnot. I mean, they, they had a multiplayer beta preview maybe a month ago where you got a lot of oh, that was a kind of I, I had to fake that one a little bit tone. Sorry, it was just a little little bit came out and I tried to enhance it at the end. It didn't quite work out, but we've gotten plenty of looks at the multiplayer. Uh, a little tease of the campaign. I, I'm I'm leaning towards they may focus more on the campaign. Yeah. Maybe get a little more uh, story or a little more of the narrative out there. Yeah, I think that that would be the best thing to do now because, I mean, 
the multiplayer is what it is. There's literally no more you can milk out of that. Like we know what it is. We've seen what it is. Like seeing how the the single player pay, plays out at least a little bit. Like give us a little bit of the empire side. Give us a little bit of the rebellion side, and then just leave it as is. Um, yeah, because if if I'm in marketing, if I'm trying to drive sales of squadrons, at this point the nuts are already committed, right? Yeah. People like you, me, Tones has already said he's in. We're going to get it whether they show us something or not at Gamescom. So I, I feel like if you're going to pay Keeley to do this special promo of just this, I mean, it's literally Keeley, and we're going to talk about this next, but he already put out some stuff. Like there's going to be 38 other games, two hours long. He is specifically highlighting EA Star Wars Squadrons as being a part of this and seeing something new. So I think it's got to be something like a last ditch for let's try to get maybe casual, non-Star Wars, those type of people into the fold here. If you were a good marketer and you you wanted to spend money on this, here's what you do. The easiest way to get a large number of people watching gameplay of this and get people interested in the game off the bat is you do a show match. This is a multiplayer focused experience, 5v5 style. You get big streamers, you pay them whatever you need to pay them. You you get yeah, I mean you can't you probably can't get Ninja or something like that, but you get bigger streamers like Voy Boy who's a League of Legends streamer. You get, you know, fucking Tim the yeah, Tattoo. I'm impressed. Whoever. I'm impressed you even know about that scene cuz I'll tell you right now as a as a 40-year-old some of this game my whole <laughs> life the whole streamer influencing shit that just went right over my head. Yeah. I, I could never give a shit. It's probably because I was trying to do something similar. Thirty is when I started Entertainment Buddha, and that was a late kind of foray into the scene. Uh, but even even in 2010, streaming wasn't really a thing. Yeah, it was. Uh, you had the YouTube stuff like the Angry Gamer and, and Pewdie Fuck and those idiots. Yep. But watching people literally just play games and sometimes say stupid racist shit really didn't become a thing until later yeah. on. But I, I just I don't know. I that but and I get it's everything. Like it is gaming now. There there is no reason to even have traditional gaming media anymore. I can tell you that. Yeah. Like because uh, all all the money, like the the demographics, the the money people care about. They're the ones spending hours and hours watching other people fucking play Fortnite. Yeah. I mean, so. Th- that's the that's the hype. That's the way you do it. But in a two hour presentation, you don't have enough time to do a show match. I would imagine because you can't yeah. put a finite number of time, like amount of time. On it's how just long it's it odd. I'm at an odd place in my gaming life when it comes to reveals and shit. Because I can tell you right now, uh, when Microsoft did their Xbox Series X thing, mm-hmm. and the whole first hour was just bringing in some of the bigger influencers and having them kind of fake talk about, Oh, I love halo. I was, I was one when it first came out and this shit, I was just like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. I mean, I don't give a fuck if Ninja likes halo. I just don't give a fuck. I've never been a human that gave a fuck about what famous people tell me to do. At least I want you people to give a fuck what I say, but uh, fuck no, I'm never going to, you know, listen to someone I else. I think that the, the good thing with a show matches is two things. The way that I would do it and me as a marketing professional, I would have five Twitch streamer slash influencers uh, on a team versus five developers, like five people who built the game. And then what you can see is 
it doesn't matter. Like, I don't want them talking about how the game is great, whatever. Like, you get to see, like, these people who are good at games playing the people who built the games. And then along that, like, in that game, you get to see, like, the developers are going to be winning at up front. But then you get to see what? the other people get better. And then right. you also... And they, they start learning the system. Yeah. I, it's like you're watching people realize how fun the game can be, yeah. right? That that's what your these events can yeah. do. Yeah, and then also, and maybe that'll get you like, ooh, I could be doing that with Nick and some of these assholes that listen to the exactly. show. Exactly. And then also, I mean, this game will never be an esport because it's just like people who think that this is going to turn into an esport. It's a dream. Don't even think that that's going to happen. Like, but if you have somebody who's like casting the game. Then you get that experience too. You get to say like, you know, you get to call out specific things, like have one of the, the, the developers sitting back there and saying like, look, you know, this guy, uh, he's one of our developers. He was a level designer. He's, you know, getting ready to swoop in for something like this and let's see if the other team can counter him. All right. Like, okay. You've almost sold me on this show match concept, which I never even knew was a thing. So see, young, young <laughs> Nick does, he, he brings some new information to the show, to us. Us elder statesmen of geekdom. You know, that's that's the way that I would do yeah, it. That, that, that would be much better than just having their dumb asses and their blue hair get up there and be like, oh, yeah, I like playing games. Games are fun. Blech. No, that's, that's like no shit. That's not the way to no do shit. it. Like you need to build <laughs> hype for what you're selling. And yeah, that is yeah. It's a, see, he is a marketing master. <laughs> hire the man. Lucasfilm, hire the man. <laughs> then, then we'll finally have our fucking source. Yeah, so there we go. Um, uh, the other piece here, though, and this is for a, a, a Star Wars game that literally has just disappeared since E3 2019, maybe? Yeah, E3 2019. We heard, like, we had a box art reveal for it. Yeah. That was the last Ooh. thing. <laughs> you can always get a lot about a game based on its box art. Uh, but in a follow-up here... And, and kind of the, the science behind this tweet is that this Jack Chapman retweeted another Keeley tweet, just announcing opening night live on Thursday. There's going to be 38 games, 18 publishers, about two hour runtime. Uh, Jack Chapman retweeted and you're saying, who the fuck is Jack Chapman? Well, he is a level director or the level director of Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Uh, a title that literally uh, we haven't seen a trailer in over a year. June tenth, twenty nineteen. Not much talked about. That was the last. Uh, it is 2018? twenty nineteen. June tenth. Okay, twenty nineteen. Uh, so uh, prepare to see some action on that too. I, I, you would have to think, unless Jack is just angry that their game has been left out of another video game event to be revealed at. Yeah. And he's just making a point to his bosses like, Hey, you fucking idiots. Here was another opportunity to get our game in front of some people that might not have bought it before. Uh, but I, I think we're going to see some Lego star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Finally, uh, this Thursday at this Gamescom opening. I night. hope so. Yeah. I hope that we get something like this. Cause you know, even if it is, I mean, you figure if it's going to be in the two hour expected runtime with 38 other games, each game gets less than two minutes. Like, just, right. just break down that in your head math wise. It'll be like, it'll be similar to Sony's most recent uh, game event where it's just nonstop fucking yeah. trailer, boom, trailer, boom, trailer, boom. trailer. You have nobody no up there talking because you don't have exactly. time to talk. Thank you. You got a minute and 20 seconds. 
Thank you. Show me what you got in a minute and 20 seconds, and then we're on to the next thing. I'm telling you, this thing Thursdays, you're going to want to stab your eyes out, because anytime uh, Geoff is involved, it gets into the real talky stuff. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Here's the game. Okay, yay. That's what Jeff is known for, is like... Well, I mean, he's the one that hosted the Microsoft thing I'm talking about. I mean, he he spent the first, the, the, the warm of the cocktail hour with the influencers, like, hey, guys... What do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to get some Halo? And they're all like, oh, Halo. I was in my mom's womb when it came out. But as soon as she shot me out her pussy, I loved it. I've been playing it my whole life. I am a Spartan. It's like, I oh think my that God. that's like he's another old style, you know, gamer where that's all you got. Like, that's what you wanted to, to see at the time was like, talk to me about why you like games, because at that point in time, we were still trying to like we as gamers were still trying to convince the greater public that like you know there is a reason that games are as popular as they are there is yeah, a reason that games I, should be right. mainstream but like now we're past that like people have accepted that games yeah. Th- there are f- there are famous gamers yeah, like literally million like multi multi millionaire yeah, like microsoft gamers. paid ninja i think i don't i don't 40. think this is a exaggeration 40 million dollars yeah and, and it didn't even last a year yeah. and you know he didn't have to give any of that money no. back just because mixer fucking failed yeah so like these like it, it is society already has recognized yeah. that that I'm gaming is huge you don't need to have because back in the day i mean you know nick we're not that far apart i liked hearing from the developers mm-hmm talk about their game the the motivations for the game uh why they made the gameplay do this why they made it do that uh, i i used to like when even developer personalities would get yep. up there like cliffy b yep. and, and kind of make a spectacle out of the shit uh but you're right it, it is 100 it, it's just it's it's shifted in the audience now they it's like the morons like oh if if an actor says this then i'm going for it yeah, you know it's, it, a- it's the same thing it's just they're getting the stamp of approval by someone that they think is a demigod. Therefore, it's good for you. Let's buy yeah. it. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, we get some good gameplay. You know, they're not going to do it the way that I want them to do it because it would cost them too much money and it would take too much time. But uh, still excited to see what comes out of both of these games. Uh, hopefully, you know, Squadrons does give us a little bit more in the campaign and hopefully we get anything from, from Lego, Star Wars, Skywalker yeah. Saga, because I mean, I, I'll be getting both of these. I might try to get them for free from my, my Sony get buddy. Your contact. Guy still owes me a, a PGA tour 2K21 code. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so yeah. So yeah, I might, I might try to slide these on, on the free, but I would buy them either way. Definitely Squadrons, Lego. I'm going to try that out with the little one, uh, and see if we... Uh, can get through that without daddy wanting to bop her on the head because she keeps walking into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's our. Uh, it, it's funny. It's like ever since we did that one time, she's always like, anytime I'm like, hey, I'm going to go game. She's like, oh, with, can we play? Can I play yeah. too? I'm like, ah, Ghost of Tsushima probably isn't the best game for yeah, you. Yeah. It's like, uh, one, there's too much blood and people. Uh, being well, she, she saw it. Like she came down and, and sometimes she sneaks down like a ninja. I didn't know she was standing there watching. And she comes up. She's like, Daddy, why does he keep hitting them and all that mud is shooting out? I was like, ah, you know, his sword's dirty. <laughs> See, it's raining out. She's like, it, it looks like blood. I'm like, no, it's it's mud. He's just smacking them because they're dirty. He's trying to get them clean. <laughs> As like an arm falls it's off. It's like, that's not his And people arm. are like, ah! <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I mean. Hey there, we got uh, Devin Super Scoundrel just joined the live stream. What is Devin's up? Devin's here for a reason. I think he made the top five. That's he why he, he got in on time this this this. Yeah, week. we have some good top fivers this week. All right, man. So, yeah, Thursday, you gamers out there, make sure to be tuned into openingnightlive.com, 2 p.m. East, 8 p.m. Cest, 11 a.m. <laughs> Uh, you're going to see some squadrons, and, and I'm going to say it right here, this will be our fortune telling. You're going to see some Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Yep. Speaking of fortune telling, Nick, how great were all these dumb fucks <laughs> with this trailer last week? They they really tried to panic and pull that shit oh back my God, last the, the, minute, right? <laughs> okay, so just real quickly, you know, last week we, we, we talked about how ridiculous some of the uh, leaking is getting on Reddit from Kessel Run Transmissions and all these people. Uh, the big news last week is, yeah, definitely going to get the Mando S2 trailer during the NBA Thursday. It's going down. Going down. So we're all like, all right, we'll check it out. Thursday night, game's going. Nothing. 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 So once I saw nothing was coming through, I was like, all right, I'm going to go check out No Outlaw on Twitter and see what he's <laughs> saying. Because he's the one like, hey, it's fucking happening, this, that, and the other thing. His buddy Corey saying things fucking happening. So I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking, and there's like, it, it all starts. The backtracking, the spinning, the masterful <laughs> spinning starts. Like, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, I don't know. It, trailer was, trailer was going to happen and up to the last minute, and then NBA did something. It's NBA. NBA did it. NBA did it. Lucasfilm, it, it was going down. NBA did it. NBA did it. Uh, and then the next day, back on, on, the, on the Reddit, same shit. Uh, Corey, his partner, doubles down like, hey, we, uh, we had it on good faith. It was happening. Don't blame us. NBA changed it last minute. Last minute. It was probably for the DC fandom stuff over the weekend. That's why they did it. That's the, that's the new spin now. Oh, my God. Uh, but I showed Nick on, on Friday, like, the, 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 the subreddit we go to sometimes to look for topics. And it was, like, three or four submissions of these leakers on the trailer, this, that, and other thing, with their mea culpas, with their backtracking. backtracking and some of them, like, Noah in particular, started attacking Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> like like the angry ass troll Star Wars fans out there, that one that he says he is not, he's like, hey, I don't know, I don't get their marketing sometimes. It's blah, 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 blah. You could tell he was salty that he got egg on his face. Dude, it's like if if I was the source from one of these leakers, I would just fuck with them sometimes like that. To be like, yeah, dude, it's don't trust me. It's coming out. Well, it's I, coming I, out. I don't know how far you d you dive into this shit, but I, I sent Nick a thread in particular because the comments finally that they finally were starting to talk about these leakers like Nick and I talk about them. I, I think one even said that the fortune teller style leaking. Uh, but they they went on there like, hey guy, and they're they're kind of like talking to KRT like guys. We liked you. You hit on the bad batch, but now you're just, it, it's looking bad. Like you're, you're trying to get it on on every leak and you're backtracking, you're talking shit. So I just wanted to put that out there. Yes, I am that, that low. I'm that caddy. Uh, but I, I just want people to understand like Nick and I, we don't just get up here on our soapboxes and talk shit about these people to talk shit. We're doing it. There's some basis to our shit talking. Yeah. There's some reality here. I mean, hell, I was on on the subreddit today, and they're still they're still trying to justify the fact that the fucking trailer didn't de debut at the NBA playoffs. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, this guy from Slash Film said he heard it was going to happen too. So it's like the, these community, as I said, they they get on the subreddit, and it's like I feel like they just pay 
redditors to get up there and post their stuff and then start a comment chain yeah i mean and and some get on there and call it for what it is others get on there and defend it and it's it's a it's become my own form of entertainment at this point in time <laughs> i mean it's just it's one of the things where it's like yes you could have easily said like oh 21st 22nd it's going to come out because as fortune tellers do what makes the most sense does this make sense for a a trailer drop yeah, it does. But don't say like we have it on good authority when you probably didn't like you were probably just right. So I, there's some comments like maybe these guys should just post in Star Wars speculations. And I, I see Devin. He he must be a, a, a ding dong like me. He likes to go to the <laughs> subreddit, the Star Wars League subreddit and, and read the comments. But he saw them getting dragged. So Troll post. I just made me feel good. I mean, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I like when other people kind of get egg on their face. That's how I am. Uh, especially when it comes to the the Star Wars fan podcasting and live streaming community. And in the end, we'll, we'll always be less popular than those two bozos. But at least now people know they're mostly bozos. And that's all I care about. <laughs> so thank you. There we go. Thank you. And one quick thing on the gaming before we leave, Nick. Uh, Tones brought it up and I forgot myself. But uh, Vader Immortal, the VR Vader game, is now available today. Yes. For PSVR, all three uh, episodes, uh, missions, episodes, we ever call it. And I, I, he was saying it's uh, $21.99 pounds. So over here, I think that means it's free. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that conversion right? works. but No, I think their money's still worth more than ours at this point. I can't remember. But uh, either way, if it's $21.99 pounds, bucks. it's going to be something like that over here. I, I, I'm saying 20 bucks over yeah. here. Uh, or, or, or 30 who knows. Uh, that's something I'd like to dabble in, but uh, I, I got to finish Ghosts. Yeah. Got to do it. Got to do it. No more video game ADD. Stick on one game, Nick. Can't do it. <laughs> or you, you're gonna, you're, you have so many little little pokers going in your gaming fire right I do. now. You it's don't know it's not do. healthy. You can't do that. <laughs> if you're going to if you're going to game, if you're going to try to be a completionist, you can't focus on you have to focus on one game and that's it. So. All right, we're getting some questions in the chat about uh, celebration. There is celebration is gone. They're 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 doing nothing for no. it. Uh, they're not doing anything next year for it because that's going to be a big D twenty three event. Uh, so no, there there is nothing as as of August twenty fifth from the Star Wars Time Show Dude One and Dude Two. There is nothing planned online for celebration and nothing planned to further celebrate ESB's 40th outside of making us rebuy the same figures over and over again in different packages. Yeah, there's I mean, the last thing we posted about Celebration 2020 was the official cancellation notice that was on June 15th. Um, and there, like Matt mentioned, there is no 2021 celebration. Uh, there will be a 2022 celebration. So if you were one of the ones, I think Devin or uh, I don't know if it was you or if it was Jesse that was planning on going to 2020 celebration, um, you can transfer your tickets over to 2022. So you don't need to repurchase 2022 tickets if you already have 2020. You can get a full refund or you can use your 2020 tickets as credit for 2022 celebration merchandise um <laughs> what the fuck is that yeah read pop those dickheads. so that is uh that's your options for if you were a 2020 celebration purchaser um yeah we're fucked because we, we never had 2020 tickets because mm -hmm. uh, we had just 
we knew we were killing our media badge by uh, terminating entertainmentbooted.com. Yeah. So we were, and we basically, uh, and, and the whole Anaheim scene is like, ugh, especially after Chicago. Yeah. And so I think right now, 2022 is still planned to be in Anaheim. So they're going to keep the location. Um, but I hate that location. I mean, outside of the West Coasters, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's a nightmare for anyone else in the country. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, Taylor, cause you know, I was, if we were going to go, I was going to, you know, we were going to try to do the same thing like we did last time. You know, Matt goes with his family. I would bring Taylor, Taylor and, uh, and Heather could hang out a little bit and then Matt and I can do our star Wars thing. Um, but even Taylor was like, I'm not really interested in Anaheim. Like, you know, what, what is there? Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the thing. It's like Chicago, great, great city to, to, to tool around in. I mean, it would have been nicer if it wasn't fucking March or April or whatever. And it was snowing, yeah. but yeah. Anaheim's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. The, it's what, what are you going to do? You can't even get there easy. Cause I, I don't believe there's a direct no, you gotta take like a two hour going- car ride. Yeah, you're either going to Lax, which is hell on earth, or San Diego, and then you get to drive two hours yeah. up. So, And then the other big thing that dissuaded us from 2020 celebration was like, we we're like, well, what the fuck are we going to get? Like, what is going to be right. the big reveal here? I mean, Mando season two, Cassian, like, we're going to get a bunch of Disney Plus stuff probably, but it's not going to be like the the buzz and like the anticipation that was around yeah 2019 celebration exactly i I just i think i had celebration fatigue it was knowing that the the movies were going to bed for a while uh so i pulled out but i can tell you right now i already have fomo i'm I'm gonna have fomo for 2022 because i'm either gonna be dead or the show's gonna be dead (laughs) or nick and i will be at least talking to more than two thousand people a month i would hope so and we're gonna want to be there we might even get approved as podcasters yeah i'd say at that point Uh, like that's kind of one of the the challenges that we put out to to the fan base was like see if we can build ourselves up in a way to where we can attend celebration 2020 on a on a media badge you know if or 2022 well, 2022 2022 yeah. on a media um, badge. and i would like i'm talking and there's there's no way because a we're not this good and we don't have the reach and clearly we're never just going to get organic reach we got to do all the shit that people have suggested which is essentially sucking off <laughs> other star wars podcasts and this that and the other thing but I want to get like on the actual podcasting hall. I think that like, they, on the stage, they, we would have to look like, at the stipulations for that because I'm almost positive that you cannot curse if you're up there. Well, I mean, come on, I <laughs> you got to have a little faith in my potty mouth. I, I mean, I, I do, I do teach in a a state funded institution. Yes, I'll I'll drop some shits and some ass every once in a while, <laughs> but I'm not like saying you know, fucking foam face or thunder cunts and stuff like that. <laughs> they so, may vet our content before we go up there though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well then we're, we'll, we'll be fucking blackballed. Yeah. They'd be like, you're not even an, allowed on the floor. Please leave. Yeah. Cause I mean, they're, they're like, <laughs> Oh, you hear in episode 125, that guy, the one guy, he was talking about using Sidious's lightsaber as a dildo. Yeah. So let's not allow these fucking freaks to get on stage and talk <laughs> to a, a crowd of people that will likely, in, you know, have, children there so uh yeah i mean that would be fun i I just i don't i don't think that's ever going to happen unless we literally go above and beyond in trying to pimp ourselves and nick has already said that he's fine with what it is and i'm just like fuck it all i should just be that good without having to do anything so i mean we're we're kind of stuck in between a rock and a hard place we are our next milestone 
you know, for us in terms of a following is 10,000 followers on Star Wars Time Show Instagram. So right now we no, have... No, fuck that. Uh, fuck, no, no, no. That, 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 that's too easy. I, I want... I think, honestly, the next legit milestone would be getting monetized on YouTube. 50 reviews on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah. 50, we, we need some reviews. We're, we're still stuck at 28 reviews on iTunes, you lazy motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, those of you that have been around, you've already done it. I get it. We thank you. But remember, you, you got to keep... Uh, gaslighting everyone else in your immediate family and extended family. Yeah. And that includes your friends <laughs> and your enemies. We want them all. All right. Speaking of someone that uh, might rub people the wrong way. I, I quite enjoy this, this young lady, like, Brie Larson, yes. but uh, as Nick kind of posted up here, she started a YouTube channel. I don't know if she started this uh, during the, the lockdown or she's been doing this for a while, but uh, as you say, she gets pretty candid on these things, pretty open and just kind of shoots the shit. And one of her most recent episodes, uh, she revealed that she essentially auditioned for every Disney Star Wars role out there and didn't get a single. Yeah. One. Yeah. So uh, this is before she landed, you know, the the big marquee role of Captain Marvel. But um Kind of the the video that she puts out is called Audition Story Time. And not only does she talk about, you know, the Star Wars failures, but she talks about other failures that she's had throughout her career. You know, didn't get roles in things like The Hunger Games. She tried out for Katniss, didn't get it. She tried out for Tomorrowland, which was that movie with George Clooney, that Disney movie with George Clooney. Didn't get it. Gossip I like that movie. Um, So, you know, she mentioned that she auditioned for the role of Rey in TFA, did not get it. Jin in Rogue One and Kira in Solo and didn't get any of them. <laughs> That's great. Um, and, and, and really, what was interesting to me is like the fact that this girl now, who can literally probably just walk away from an audition, she doesn't need to audition anymore, tried out for these, these roles that have become, you know, such a, a, a mainstay, a big part of the Star Wars, you know, uh, lore and and community that that she missed out on them and what it tells me is that lucasfilm was locked in on on people with a british accent because brie is an american like she does not have an accent she speaks uh without an accent or you know you're right because they all because amelia she's got it right she's not from here amelia is not born in america and neither is felicity jones felicity Felicity, jones yeah. yeah And and obviously Daisy, lazy Daisy. Yeah, I mean, they were locked into we want to have females with British, you know, accents to play these mainstay roles in, in these franchises. So you're just you're saying Brie is such a deficient actress she couldn't do the accent properly to get in. That's these roles. probably what it was. Right. It's probably yeah, I, what I'll it take was. that. But it was a doesn't this lady doesn't this lady have an Oscar? Brie Larson, I think she's she was at least or nominated that, for one for like Felicity the Lovely Bones that, or something like that. Or I don't know. Because then, what's her name has an Oscar? Jennifer Lawrence. No. Ooh, I don't know that. <laughs> uh, Jen Erso. Oh, Felicity Jones. Uh, pretty th- I'm pretty sure she won one. Let me look up Bree's IMDb page. Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing some Googling here on the live stream. We one Oscar it. win. You're correct. Yeah, see? She won for best performance by an actress in a leading role. So best lead actress. God, she's such a little kid. 30 years old, man. In Room. I've never seen 2015, uh, the movie Room. I've never seen it, nor have I heard of it. Um, so that's good. For, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, she, I mean, like, look, regardless of what you think about her 
character of Captain Marvel, which I like I like Matt had to tell me that that males hate her because of that role. I didn't know that. Yeah, isn't that funny? Like I, I would assume some people in this stream right now, maybe Forney's a comic book guy. Uh, but there was like a huge negative bullshit reaction to her as Captain Marvel in the Captain Marvel movie and in Endgame, uh, mostly over the fact that uh, some men took umbrage with the fact that in the scene that guy's like, hey, smile for us, and she doesn't smile. And then there's uh, the fact that her character was talked about by Feige and, and, and the likes that she was almost as powerful as, as Thanos, right? Like she was the most powerful MCU character to date. I mean, and a lot of, a lot of people were like, Oh no fucking way. It's like, bro, it's like, but that's the thing is like they, Kevin Feige didn't make Captain Marvel like that. The, the people who wrote Captain Marvel made it that way. Like the comic book. So, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know that there was, I, like I just, a, I, I don't know. I, maybe you don't get, caught up in just how shitty society is these days and i'm jealous of you i i'm i've i've learned what i've i've become it's a new saying out there i guess in psychology i am a a doom scroller oh have you heard that no <laughs> doom scrolling i bet there's doom scrollers listening to the show where basically you you spend a good amount of your day scrolling through just the horrors of society i uh, be it over here you know the the the, the covid shit the, the the fucked up politics stuff uh, i mean i do i find myself like just going down rabbit holes of of hating life by reading shit that makes me want to hate life like i i i used to do that but i've really pulled myself back from it like i even like the other week i went through my facebook and i was like i'm following i'm unfollowing all on un like biased media news outlets that i follow like I now the only news outlets that I follow on any social media is Reuters and AP because on. Oh, you cut out OANN? <laughs> I cut out everything. I cut out OANN. I, I cut out Huffington Post. OANN. They literally have people from the Kremlin. One America News Network. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. I never there. followed that. Just to <laughs> put that they literally. There. I mean, they're they're more fucking nutty than Fox News. Yeah, but. no, I mean, like, I, I basically, what I did was, I was like, I don't, I'm tired of the polarized news shit popping up on my feed. Uh -huh. So, like, I unfollowed George Takei because all he posts now is just, like political news I, bullshit. I love, I love George. He just did an interview on on Stern last. I mean, week I love Brad. him as a person and as an, I just love that as guy. an actor. Oh yeah, no, he is a he is as uh, he is way way left. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely one of those uh, super progressive warriors. And it's just like I, I got tired of my social media feeds just being filled with like I hate this person, I hate this person. Like it was just it was all hate <laughs> bullshit or like, yeah. So you get it, man. I mean, it, it it's a sickness. Yeah, and like so, uh, and that that's just, and then just me. I mean, I am because of my ten years with EB, I've become trained. I mean, I I use Hootsuite to combine all sorts of social media streams. So yeah. it's literally all day. I still just get blasted. Yeah. With it. And like, I blasted just, all over the place. I can't do it. Anymore. I, I am as, as, as pop culture informed as anyone my age is ever going to be. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing to admit or not, but I'm into pop culture. Like, and I, I love, I, I, I always knew I liked Klondike studios. He's dropping stuff in the live stream that if you're a Stern fan, you get it. <laughs> Uh, bradder and must musculature but i i so like <clears throat> i knew oatmeal. that that like 
Like, I saw Captain Marvel. I didn't think it was the best Marvel film by any stretch of the imagination. I thought it was good. I thought that she played the role well. But I just no, didn't Dude, that's know. one people review bombed. That's one of those things where they got on and review bombed it because it was a, a girl in a leading yeah, role I mean, and she was powerful. I mean, they, they fucking review bomb everything now. <laughs> like, right. it's just like, if it's, if it's a geek property, like, it's going to get review bombed. I mean, I just... I, and, like, I try to but look I'd past like all that touch. crap. But, like, in terms of this story... Do you think, would you have rathered her get any of these roles over the people who got them? So, like, no. Would you rather her have played Ray or played Jen or played Kira? No. And nothing against Brie. I like her. I think she's a, a beautiful young lady. She's obviously good at what she does. Uh, even with hindsight, I, I still like, I, I think Jen's perfect. Mm-hmm. I love Ray. I love Daisy. Yep. Even though they fucked up the character of Ray in the end, I still I love Daisy as Ray. She is Ray. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone else that could have been Ray. Uh, maybe the Kira, but now even even knowing Amelia was in it, that that is it. I mean, she is imprinted in my mind as that character. Yeah. So I, I can't even go back and retroactively place Bree's face on these women and and, and jive with. I it, think so. the the best one that she could have done was Jen. And I say that because Jen, in terms of her personality, in terms of what she represented as a character, was most like Captain Marvel, I guess. You know, like she was a very empowered female who didn't take no for an answer and who pushed and who who did things that people didn't think could be done. You know, like she pushed to get you know, to go out there and to, to have this attack on the desk on, not on the desk Star, on Scarif and get those plans. She pushed all of the people around her in rogue, you know, in the, the rogue squadron at that time to go out there and to, and to make the rebellion a force to be reckoned with, not just this, 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 you know, cell, like just this small cell. Oh yeah, dude, Jin kicks ass. I love So Jin. like, I think that, that Brie could have played that role we- really well. Um, but the other two, I have to agree that like the, the casting that was done for them was spot on and people can say what they want about Ray as a character, like you mentioned, but I think that, that Daisy killed it. I think Daisy did a really good job. As we always say, I mean, TFA, that that's ultimately going to be the best of, of the sequel trilogies, but the, what Daisy does in that movie for Ray instantly made me love that character. I mean, I, I, uh, my one and only kid her middle name is R-E-Y for a reason. Yeah. Uh, it's because of Daisy as Ray in TFA. Now, I'm not happy where things ended in nine, but we've gone down that fucking dumbass rabbit hole way too many times. So, yeah. Uh, no reason to drag that that crap back up. But uh, I mean, I thought this was interesting that like, you know, not really knowing Bree's kind of trajectory. I, I mean, like basically what I knew Brie Larson from prior to her being in Captain Marvel was Scott Pilgrim. Like she was. Uh, see, I didn't even know she was in that. Yeah. And I, I like that movie and I've seen it multiple times. <laughs> I had no clue that she was just one of the random characters. right? Yeah. No, I mean, she was Envy. She was Scott's ex-girlfriend. So she was like one of the she was like the second lead female or something or third lead female. Yeah. So she wasn't even like the like in the top three of the of the leads in that movie but if you look at her if you look at her imdb page dude it's like little shit little shit so like 2015 is when like tfa came out 
like she really didn't have a lot. Had she won her Oscar prior to 15? She won her Oscar based off of a movie that came out in 15, which was an independent film. It was, it was room. And right. And and they're saying at least Joe and chat saying rooms intense, but I I don't know. I don't like real life type of shit, especially if it's about like women being abused and crap. Yeah. Like I, 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 like her, her breakout was 2017 Kong Skull Island. Like that is God. She's in that too, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, like that's what she was in. But then that, if you that's look a decent at it, monster movie, that's a decent monster. Dude, movie. if you look at that 2017 Kong Skull Island, the rest of 2017, nothing that you would re- like remember or have heard of. The Glass Castle, Unicorn Store, Basmati Blues. Like, what the fuck is that? She didn't do yeah, anything was, in 2018. Zero. And then like, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, she was doing like real, real life artsy shit, like what actors and actresses want to do. And then she's like, you know what? I'm going to start making some fucking money. And now she's in the MCU yeah, and Captain Marvel uh, telling us, and, you know what I like about this video in particular, Nick, is very few actors will talk about roles they didn't get over someone else yes. or roles that they did get over someone else. It, it's kind of considered taboo. Yeah, they're failures. Uh, so I, I find it refreshing that she's just coming out and it, I, I'm sure she's able to do it because she didn't get these. It's not like she did get them and then she's shitting on all the other ladies that did yeah. it. Uh, but I, I like that she just kind of sat down. I was like, yeah, I sucked at this. I sucked at that. Dude, like, you know, it's, at it's, one point she mentioned that she was so bad in, in audition that the casting director told her she's like i will never accept an audition from you again oh like, boy <laughs> like that's how bad it was see people never get up pull yourself up by your bootstraps god damn it you're in america yeah, so i mean it was a fun thing to to see and it's not even just these roles she tried out for every other movie too all of them <laughs> like she tried out for every other Star Wars movie and couldn't get in. She, she was trying to she was trying to voice voice act in Star Wars Resistance. She was like, just give me anything. <laughs> but yeah, she just wants that Star Wars credit. But but now that Feige's over here, he might he might get her involved. Her Even that that that's another thing that like what's Feige doing these days yeah, like uh, with Marvel or with Star Wars? I mean, there's such a black hole of geek news now. It's, it's getting ridiculous. Because they know whenever they put out anything that people are just going to shit on it. Like why put out yeah. news about your projects when people are just going to shit on it? So this is not Feige's. We, we, we're always positive over here on the Star Wars time show. Try, That's our motto. I try to be. <laughs> a Star Wars podcast for a more civilized and positive age. exactly but i mean if you look at feige's imdb page it's fucking full of like announced filming post right. so the black widow movie post-production wandavision falcon and winter soldier eternals uh shang chi and the legend of ten rings and then there's this what see, like they, they figured it out over there and that's disney they're like oh black widow yeah it's just gone yeah like we're not releasing it yeah like what <laughs> the like, fuck's happening it. with that movie but like Right. You know what I mean? The strategy at Disney is, is odd. It's like everyone's in their own silos, depending on which franchise they I think they what run. they might I mean, be doing. Mulan, a, a flagship. They're like, hey, fuck it. Let's piss everyone off and make them buy a sub and then pay for Dude, something. Here's what they're doing for Marvel shit. They're intentionally stashing it. They're like, don't say anything about it. Do not bring it up in the media. Right. So, so, so you're saying we'll get back to the, the three to four MCU f- films a year show oh yeah and it's just going to be like gangbusters well that's what they're doing this. they're like make it to where people forget this was even announced and yeah. then when it's when we're ready to go back 
we hit them with it again like it's brand new. Like I right, saw they, they, they fuck, blew. I mean, the, like I saw Black Widow s- shit so much. Like Black Widow was in yeah. front of every movie that I went to see at the theaters. And now right. it's like it never existed. Yeah. And I think it's just no. You're right. You're you're 100 right. I mean, they. I, I didn't even think they like they were they were starting to release new Black Widow toys, and then all that stuff is just kind of disappeared. I think they they, they literally uh, they're just like don't say anything about it and hope people like out of sight, out of mind. And then when we're ready to go right. again, we can like do this big marketing push again. And the it'd dance. be nice. I mean, as anything, 2020 it's just it's so fucking odd to it's what almost September now and we haven't seen a MCU movie since 2019. Yeah, dude. I mean, we're not uh, going to see one and probably until 2021, <laughs> 2022 at this point. And uh, based on one of our last topics, we're not going to see star Wars ever again, but we'll, we'll get there. Matt's, so. Matt's a doomsayer here. I will. <laughs> the only thing I haven't done is change my name to Lord doom. <laughs> basically, you know what I mean? But before we get doom to and the, gloom, uh, that's how we roll over before here. Before we get to the Kennedy news, we do have a potential spoiler here or a potential leak about season two Mando. And it's based off of uh, another subreddit, not the star Wars leak subreddit. It was actually based off of star Wars. Black so, so it was a double, it was a double, double Reddit. Cause I, I swear I pulled it out of the leak subreddit. You, you did, but they pulled it. They basically pulled it in from star Wars, the black series subreddit, which had a, a leak of the <laughs> Lord. Oh, I got a new name. Lord doom scroll. That's right. I like it, Joe. I like, That's, it. I like that too. But we have a, a look at the potential, a potential leak of the season two armor for Mando. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really not too much different, but there's two notable pieces that have changed here. I, I first have to mention Nick, I don't know. Did you read the comments on this post, our post on Instagram? Yeah. I fucked up left and right. <laughs> No, there was that, but there was also someone like just getting on you for the, some of the adjectives you, you use, like wildly different or this, that, and the other thing. I'm like, man, people are such dicks. It's like, bro, <laughs> it's I like, can use that. Adjectives- Nick's just trying to put shit out that I asked him to put out. And the two of the comments are like, hey, fucking idiot. You got your left and your right mixed up, and it's really not that neat. I was talking about stage left and stage right, <laughs> where if you're looking at the photo, then the le- the thigh pads on the left and the knee pads. I, I didn't on the even left. mind that mix up. I just I thought it was funny that the one guy literally took umbrage with how you were explaining the the tweet. Like this is what he said. I, I said the left thigh plate looks to be complete. Like here's the thing. Two. Th- this is what he was took umbrage with. Two uh. big changes. I said there's two big changes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean, big, man. Like the word big. People are such dickheads on the and internet. Like, I, I teach this and like, in my college courses. Here's the thing. When people go online, they devolve. Yeah. They, they devolve in their manners and their personality and just in, in, in the ability to be a human. I'm talking to even like process information. We all just devolve and almost it's like we uh, re- retard ourselves a little bit online. I do it too. I don't want to read big blocks of text. I want bullet points, but it, people are so, there's such dickheads. So, so like, <laughs> just because Nick put big change, like the- <laughs> someone's like, you fucking idiot. They only changed one thigh pad. And like, I can get shit on for saying that these two changes were big. <laughs> literally just using the word big but they don't get like the leakers on star wars leaks don't get shit on for literally getting most of their shit there you go feel the hate 
let your anger grow. I will. I will no longer use adjectives in my in my articles. I will only give you <laughs> that there no adjectives. No, just, just do it in like caveman speak because that's about anyone can change handle on the internet. Anyways. New leg pieces. Yeah, Luke Lucasfilm make change. <laughs> Look at pick. So end. <laughs> For those of you on the live stream, Matt's got the image pulled up. And for those of you on the audio, um, what has changed here on the image of Mando and his his armor is that his right thigh plate, so the thigh plate on his right leg, is completely replaced. It's no longer Beskar. Which was always fucked up anyways. Yeah. And I, I think you, you, you brought this up before. You're like, hey, did he not get his other thigh plate Beskar or this or that? And right, it didn't... It never looked as new and shiny as the rest of his armor. I don't know if he was just keeping his old thigh plate as, as like a, a memory or something yeah. or Lucasfilm ran well, out of maybe money. Maybe they just didn't have, maybe he didn't have enough Beskar. Who knows? Right. But, but the point is he had a, a mismatched thigh plate and he still has yeah. mismatched thigh plates. But uh, this one, it, it's a whole different design mm-hmm. from his Beskar arm. Yeah, right? exactly. It's like, it's almost like a knee, like a thigh plate, knee plate combo. Cause it extends all the way down to his knee. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, because and I'm glad you brought that up because the other new change is to cover his knee. He adds the blue variant of the yellow Boba Fett, uh, knee pad on his left leg. Yeah. So, yeah. um, those are the two changes and it could just mean that we're getting a little bit of a skip or, this could be armor from later in the season after the beginning where he, you know, maybe he gets it beat up early on and then he's got to make some additions or some changes. That, to maybe the armor he kills on. that asshole with the spurs and, and is like, hey, that's a sweet knee pad and thigh pad. Yeah, See ya. Needs, needs some armor upgrades. <laughs> um, I think, too, if you look real closely, it's really hard to see in this image. But if you look at his right shoulder pauldron, it looks like that's the Mudhorn insignia on it. But I cannot yeah. tell. No, you're right. You're so right. And the other one, it, it almost looks like when metal gets burnt by something. Mm-hmm. See how there's kind of like that blue sheen yeah. on it a little yeah. bit, like not direct flame or it'd be black, but it was almost like a, someone was waving heat over. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I'm hoping just like in season one, we we see how this change comes about. But if we just fire up, you know, S2E1 and he's wearing this, I'm not going to go to the internet and start bitching and moaning about, what the fuck, Lucasfilm? I'm sure this was Kathleen Kennedy's idea not to show <laughs> us how he got his new thigh pad. She's a communist and she loves China. Probably. Probably that will happen. But, I mean, I'm I'm down for, you know, whatever gets put out there. You know, if, if we get to see it, cool. If we don't get to see it, cool. I like the fact, like, sometimes I like when there's little time jumps and we're like, oh, man, his shit's changed. I wonder what happened. Like, I wonder what happened. Yeah, to even that. that's fun. I mean, but there's a lot of morons out there that don't like weaving their own tales in their head. Because what, what people have uh, to realize now in Star Wars land is like when little bitty shit like that happens, that opens up the possibility for multimedia expansion of the universe. So if we do see season one Mando and he's got this difference Good in point. his armor, we get a comic book series. You write a comic or a novel or for us toy assholes. This is just gives uh, Hasbro another reason to print another figure for us to buy. Yeah. And it looks 99% the same as the ones we already own, but there is that one little tweak. So you got to have, there you it. go. I mean, like 
The fucking red arm thing with with uh, C-3PO and TFA. Oh, the red arm. Yeah. They had a series of comics that explained why he had the red arm. I mean, like... I think it was just one comic yeah, was, to do it, it all, but book. yeah. I mean, it, like, it, you're right. The shit gets filled in, and it doesn't need to be exactly in the... It doesn't have to be in the show. It doesn't have to be in a flashback or anything like that. You can get this information from somewhere else in a different media format, so... Um, yeah. Some other comments, Nick, on this one, just from the you know the Star Wars nuts out there. But I saw some people chiming in that they think his his cape looks a little shorter. Yeah. Almost like you know some of the stuff that got burned up or fucked up in season one. He just was like, hey, fuck Let's it, whatever. It. <laughs> uh, a lot of people made the mention that the the jetpack isn't on. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, that's I, I brought that up in the uh, in the post on StarWarsTime.net as well. I mean, like the way that I thought of it is like. This, I mean, like, if this is, like, a promotional image, then they, they may not need it. He's also not going to be, like, he he may just take the jetpack off. Like, if you're in your ship, you don't need to be wearing your jetpack. So. Fett wears his motherfucking jetpack in the I ship. I think that's actually just attached. To, it might just be attached <laughs> to his armor. Like, because Mando's jetpack is not attached to his armor. Yeah, he's got straight up magnet. I love his. This is like, whoop. Yeah, and... and f- I w- now, I wish I wish Hot Toys would make the same system that they use in the show, because I can tell you right now, if you own a 1-6 scale Boba Fett, put on his fucking rocket pack. It, 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 Nick, it's one of those things where it could end up getting thrown against the wall <laughs> at very high velocity. Nice. Because uh, you like have to balance it onto this real teeny little clip on one side and then do it on the next side without the other side uh, becoming dislodged. And let me tell you, it's not, it, you can't just hang it on there. It's always some sort of clusterfuck process. That does not sound fun. Do you guys see why I don't like, I, I don't work with my hands. It just does not work well. A- any little... Um, tiny uh, maneuver like that using little screws or screwdrivers this that and the other thing just no no the only thing i can deal with is is blunt force yeah hammers sledges axes stuff Put like together that. head don't work exactly bro. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> that's got some of the neanderthal genes left in there so so there he is uh mando s2 he still doesn't have his little uh what eye scanner like boba does and some of the other yeah. uh, mando go. warriors but i love him i mean i, I already I, I like din better than boba that wasn't too hard i've never been a huge boba fan love the way he looks don't really respect boba fett never will you guys are not going to talk me into that shit my boba fett is movie fett and he's a fucking bozo put out content that makes us respect boba fett again that is what your your task is lucasfilm right right and i think they i you know what i realized nick uh, in the comic scene, I jumped on the new Bounty Hunters run. And then you left it. I never turned on auto, auto sub or yeah. whatever. So they've been coming out and I've been missing all the new ones. And I was just like, eh, fuck it. Uh, so I, I can tell you right now, Matt is only covering proper Star Wars and proper Vader 2020 yeah. moving on. I, I'm not moving on with the Afro series or the Bounty Hunter series. Just didn't suck me in that first mm-hmm. issue. So fuck I will it. say that. I should be getting the new Thrawn book soonish. I put my pre-order in, but for some reason the book comes out on September 1st, but Amazon's telling me that I won't get it until September 14th. So I will cover yeah, that's that. That's fucked once. up. I, I would ask for your money back on your prime membership at that yeah, point. That's a little weird. So yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. So uh, there's our man though. I, expect a, another figure to buy uh, in multiple scales that looks like this. Yeah. So the final Here's piece the big before one, right? we get into the, the, our the, fan segment. 
That's right. Yeah. This is the the state of the Star Wars cinematic universe, mostly. I mean, she made some other comments. Uh, I believe in this interview, she did confirm that Kenobi is just a limited run series. It's not going to be like a Mando. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think everyone knew that. Uh, I mean, it, it might have been a pipe dream to think that Kenobi was going to be a recurring series. Uh, we, we did learn there was supposed to be a movie, so it made sense that this was going to be a limited run. I still hope it's more than four episodes at 30 minutes, but uh, you never know. At this point, I'll try to take my friend's stance and just be like, hey, whatever we get, we should just be happy for I mean, there's no... Well, I was going to say there's no sense in crying over spilled milk, but there's no sense in crying over milk that isn't there. Like, we, like people are literally <laughs> crying about shit that we don't have and we're never going to get <laughs> like well i mean they're they're we were going to get some stuff through 2021 yes. they had guaranteed projects it was every other year you're going to get a star wars story mixed with a skywalker saga yes. they fucking tnt that shit immediately after people started getting squirrely with with tlj and then their mismanagement of solo marketing and release yeah, so that's the spilled milk so so that's why i'm still angry nick so don't don't <laughs> you know make fun of me too much i i do have uh some valid points as to why i can be pissed i mean i'm pissed all the time anyways but in in regards to this topic they did tell us one thing and now have completely changed oh, yeah. that tune to the point where it's basically we don't know what the fuck we're doing with star yeah. wars movies. i mean we're getting a star wars movie in 2023 we know that maybe that is maybe. not a maybe I feel like I know that you keep saying maybe because the pessimist in your head is like they're going to can it anyway. But like, I don't think that they would go at least I don't think that they would go on an investor's call, say this is the updated timeline for everything, including Star Wars 2023, 2025, 2027 without the intention of saying uh, of doing that. Right. Well, I, I'm sure on uh, previous investors calls, they're like, hey, we, we're doing a Boba Fett movie and a Kenobi movie in 2021. And then that all changes. Oh, so yeah. that, that's all I'm saying. Like, it, it's it's very possible that plans change. But I don't think I think the plans changed last time due to what is considered negative fan feedback and poor box office performance, which is which is a reason to make changes. I don't think that there will be a reason to make changes to the 2023 release date ahead of it. So like there's nothing that's happening in star Wars ahead of 2023 outside of Disney plus stuff. That's going to make Disney say like, well, we have, we can't, we're, we're not going to do this now. We're going to, we're, we're going to can 2023 or we're going to push it back or something like that. So that's my thought behind it. At least they had a reason in their own minds to change the, the cadence of releases prior to this recent update. Um, so uh, Kathleen Kennedy was talking to The Wrap, which is a big movie website, about the future of Star Wars. And, and like Matt mentioned, she did kind of confirm some things on the TV side. I didn't put that in here because I wanted to focus on the movie side of things. Um, so she she did mention that Disney Plus and, and, and serialized TV will be a big part of Star Wars moving forward. Um, she said that the that the reception to the Mandalorian was unlike anything that they expected and that, you know, it proves that there is a life to be had for Star Wars outside of the silver screen. Yeah. And that's really isn't that kind of what she's saying here, Nick? She's going, listen, when Disney got into this shit. George was already starting to think about 
finishing his nine. He'd mm-hmm. always wanted to do his nine, 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 nine. So she, she's essentially saying Disney Star Wars' focus from day one of the sale was to finish things out and for the most part do Star Wars story content related to that Skywalker saga yes. characters, time periods, so on and so forth, right? Because yes. uh, Solo, Boba, Kenobi, yeah. th- those were going to be our Star Wars stories in addition to Rogue One. Now she's saying, all right, we kind of fucked that shit up. We definitely fucked up Skywalker Saga. I mean, there's no one that can sit here and say that that trilogy was perfect from start to finish. Uh, some people are way more upset about it than Nick and I are. Uh, even between Nick and I, I, I mean, uh, he likes Tross a lot better than I do. I probably like TLJ a little better than he does, this, that, and the other thing. But we can at least sit down and agree, like... Those three movies on their own are they're they're not bad. Yeah. You know, TFA is probably the best, feels good. TLJ, very different. I still think it's it's a worthwhile addition to the Skywalker saga. Tross for all the bullshit, it definitely has some real cool set pieces, this, that, and the other yeah. thing. But in terms of the trilogy, it's garbage. Yeah, it kind of uh, fell it, apart. It, it's th- there's no continuity. It, it feels like two trilogies you got a one movie trilogy that is fit in between a two movie trilogy it's just super disjointed yeah uh so they're like you know what we we fucked up that 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 was that was that was some fucked up shit we managed to fuck up the end of the skywalker saga which to me is still absolutely mind-boggling when you know the material you have it, it just makes no sense but whatever it's over we can't sit there and stew on it for the rest of our lives although i'm sure i will <laughs> But she's saying, like, listen, that 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 story has been told. We honored George's vision for the Skywalkers. Now you can argue, did they truly honor it? I, I would say probably not. I think they had, learned through. Like, I don't think anybody in business ever goes into anything with the intention of tanking it. Because no, no, that's not what I'm like, saying. Yeah, I mean, like they definitely, like they definitely misstepped on storytelling. Like and hundred percent, I'll process. tell you right now, I don't hate anyone involved at Disney Star Wars. I, I'm disappointed, and, and I think if this next run is is crap, heads should roll. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm disappointed. I, I mean, how could you sit there and go, "We're going to take George Lucas's vision and give it to three different fucking artists to finish out a a trilogy which needs to be cohesive"? Yeah, they. It's just, it's they sorely underestimated the useful, not the usefulness, the role that Lucas played in the OT. Basically, they looked at the OT and they were like, oh, well, they had three different directors, but they did not take they into had one, account. They had one constant voice yes. and that was George they, Lucas. They did he not- was the one that put his 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 you know his equation into that yeah they may have they may have uh doctored up the script for him but he was still the source material yeah. for the the content so they, for the narrative they fucked up there but so right. whether they honored it or not so this is you know Kathleen then goes on to talk about what the the future of cinematic star wars will hold and this is she had a couple of quotes so I'll read them out she says uh and now we're stepping back stories have been told within this universe for the last 40 years. And there's now the realization that this is a mythology that actually spans about 25,000 years. When you really see, start I, to I, look I could, at it. I could, I could see fans rolling their eyes at that quote and going, see, 
she doesn't know fucking Star Wars. And, and, and I would somewhat agree with them. You've known this. I've known this. Everyone listening has known that Star Wars now spans all of these thousands of millennia. Yeah. Why is she just now saying that? That is that to me, like especially to the nutty Star Wars fans, that that's like chum in the water for their arguments against Disney Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy. Well, here's the thing to me is like if if that's what you're getting upset over, that literally the president of Lucasfilm, an exec level decision maker does not know the minutia then i have a big surprise to tell you about the business world like that is not something that they focus on they, i don't care if you're the president of lucasfilm or you're the president yeah, she, of doesn't Walmart. she position herself as as a champion of george's vision and the characters George and the Lucas story? probably like, couldn't tell you that there were twenty five thousand years of storytelling like i will tell you right now that George Lucas could not tell you every story that was told in Star Wars before he sold it. He couldn't. He could not. He knew the big things. He knew the things that he, were in, he was involved in, and he might have known the general timeline. But if you ask right, him so, about, hey, what's your thoughts on Back to War, the book from X-Wing, the X-Wing series, he would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? If you asked him, name me all the writers that wrote in the legacy of the Force series back before it was sold, he'd be like, who, what? I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, but he still had to sign off on all he this He did shit. not after a certain amount of time. Like, he, he gave up, like, he didn't give it up. Like, he was just like, all right, yeah, sure. You want to write novel series? So, That's so you're all telling me hands. back then, you're telling me back then when George owned the license, I could write a Star Wars book. That would be approved that, by Del Rey that makes, books. You know, they're, they're, and, they're, they're all gay or they're all Nazis and they go around and, and round up a all the grands in the galaxy and execute them in gas chambers. No, and that because that flown. books go through a vetting process through the publishers, but they don't go directly to George Lucas for him to say like, Hey, read this and see if you think it's okay. All right, another counterpoint to your to your 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 business point here, Nick. Okay. If you are someone knowing that you're inheriting a 4 billion dollar license, even if you yourself don't have the time to learn and research what you're inheriting, would you not appoint some underlings to maybe fill you in? on some of the cliff notes about this four billion dollar thing they you didn't just bought. inherit anything they inherited six movies and that was it because they nuked the eu so everything that they inherited they didn't inherit because yeah, they but they're, they're still yeah it. but they're, they're still cherry picking all the stuff they want from the eu right so she's talking about now the 25,000 years of storytelling are things that they have decided to bring back into canon that has been rewritten into the EU. All of the stuff that was that came that came, quote unquote, uh -oh. with the acquisition does not is not involved here. So if you want her to do you think Kathleen Kennedy cares what the story of Jedi Fallen Order is as a president of a major corporation? What you are worried about is. How do I make the most money for our corporation to ensure that we like persist and live through multiple decades and allow our, our creatives and our storytellers to tell stories throughout multiple decades? Or she's worried about what can we do to best market and expand our audience reach? Like she does not know 
If you ask her what her thoughts on Darth Revan are, she may not even know who that is, but that's not her job to know who that is. Like her, if you were the president of Walmart, do you think that, that, you know, he knows who the person who's running the, the Columbus, Ohio store is? Probably not. I'll tell you what, if he's a damn good president, he would. I don't think that that's even like it would. Well, it would be, and that just shows you the 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 the, the soullessness of corporate America. Well, that's, so. But that's the reality. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to disagree. Kathleen Kennedy, especially her ties to George and material. She should have known what she was sitting on. And, and I, they've reminded us in the chat that at one point in time, she said they have no source material. So because they did, they exactly they they blew it up but now they're using it so what changed they blew it up but now they're using it what are they using it for revan's canon now isn't he revan is not canon revan people like to say that revan is canon people think that revan is canon because they brought no, in uh, a what's the other one an bane. amulet bane was canon before in clone wars before disney bought it and, and clone wars was brought over with disney and that was all that always stayed canon so for those of you, I'm starting to think Nick is related to Kathleen Kennedy. I, I just don't think people understand how business works. Like people get really wrapped up in Star Wars. In oh, terms I know of, plenty well how business works. So, I can just tell you these people have fumbled what they were given. They were given a golden egg. So, I mean, I'm not arguing that they fumbled it. Uh, that's definitely not what I'm arguing. I'm arguing that this person that you're talking about is a business executive and does not need to know. She, she's a producer though. Like she only cares about how much money a movie costs. She's not, she doesn't care about if Lucasfilm is successful. Exactly. She does ultimately, but she cares how much is a movie going to cost. Exactly. So she doesn't, it's not her job to know the 25,000 years of history. That well, was I, I don't know. It, it, she talks like, it is her job to know about the story because, I mean, I, I don't know the exact quotes, but she has been out there in other interviews saying like, oh, I love this story. I did this and we did that and I wanted to do this. And so like, I mean, okay. it doesn't. And she's the one that, that supposedly, you know, organized this story group who who the fuck are they? Like, if you have a story group that's supposed to oversee this that shit, is, that is how exactly do they allow the the story group are the lore like Pablo Hidalgo, this lore keeper? That's his job to know how many okay, years. Okay, well, what the are fuck's there. he doing? What's he doing? What they do in in like in their involvement with the movies and what they do was fumbled to a degree that was unimaginable. Like they fucked it up. But it is inarguable to me that that like you can expect Kathleen Kennedy to know the minutia of right. every Star Wars but again, story like, ever told. It, 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 let's just talk not a movie business, but if you are the leader of a business unit and your underlings fail you, whose fault is that? That's your fault. But right. in in but like you can't like I'm not trying to make that comparison. I'm not saying that they did everything correctly. I'm saying well, you that you keep the using the business argument, so I I am using the business argument well, too. The business like, argument if she was that a you're CEO of a company is that they fucked up and that she's responsible and I'm agreeing with you. And what I'm saying is that as a president of a corporation, she's not expected to know 25,000 years worth of storytelling. She's not, but she should if she wants to be good and and not let her division disappoint. If you would if you if you had the option and you were a president of a company, would you rather know how to market it properly 
if you had the, the choice of two things and you can't have both, well, as would a you, president, would you marketing want to isn't my job. How to make the company the most money so you could continue to tell stories, or to know the tiny details that don't matter to you about Darth Bane uh, I, I think or if, Darth Revan? No, I, I think if you are a leader in in any form of life, if if you have empathy for your people you will get better results than just, you know, marching orders. I'm only care about the marketing. Let's make as much money as possible. If you treat people like they're humans and the president walks in and says, oh, hey, Nick, how you doing today? And you're like, holy shit, he or she actually knows who I am. You're probably going to work a lot harder for that person. I think that she does know the people. She knows the people. She knows the people who work for her. She knows the people who work at Lucasfilm. But like, she may know some pieces of lore about very popular you know, non non cinematic Star Wars. No, I, I, I get you. She, she's not the the caretaker of the lore, but again, she's the boss. She's going to get the target set on her. That's just that's life. That's fine. When you but are the also, when you are the face, you, you live and die. And, and I always made the argument: Bob Iger should have been the one getting most of the fucking shit because he was the boss. Oh yeah, boss. I agree. But like to to uh, take he, he's the one letting all this shit go down. I just don't think that there's any any reason or any sense in taking umbrage with the fact that she's that she says now we're realizing that there's over 25,000 years of storytelling and mythology like I, I, dude it's not her job if you think if you think that stuff like keeps me up at night it doesn't i'm just making a point that's a bad line to say when you already know most fans think you're a fucking idiot i mean most fans are going to think she's an idiot regardless of what she says so i mean like it, it, like <laughs> that's just how life is and as somebody, uh, I would rather her focus on making the most money and getting this business, getting Star Wars to the point to where it is, it is successful financially and we can continue to get Star Wars in yeah. the future than for her to tell me her thoughts on It's Darth never Revan. not been successful financially. I mean, Solo still probably made a couple dollars. I mean, uh, the other ones made plenty of dollars, just not based on historical releases they were up 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 to snuff yeah i mean solo uh, solo did I, not I just i i still contend like they had this roadmap this plan of content one bad thing happened and then they just completely all were like oh well that we're scared yeah, I mean, of star they, wars they, they nuked it because they fumbled a release but again yeah, like this, Kathleen it, like you like you're arguing around my point which is that she doesn't need to know this like Okay, I I do believe someone in her position should know a little bit about a, essentially something that is the Bible for most people and will be taught thousands of years down the road if we live. She should probably know a little bit about it. I mean, that's all I, I'm, I'm saying. Do you so so now you're saying that she doesn't know anything about the movies? That's what you're saying now. No, not at all. I'm saying well, you about just the said franchise that she knows nothing in general. About it. I, I mean, there's some people in this chat saying she knows nothing about it. I mean, I but, it, but then I earlier just, you said that she was citing other stories that she liked, that she claimed to have liked. So now you're arguing against yourself. I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> there about. There we go. So you're the one getting teed off on. Everyone well, well, thinks you're the idiot, not well, me. Well, here's the thing is like, you need to understand how business executives work <laughs> and where their focus is. I know is. how business is. You think just because I've been in academia for 10 years, I, know I, I, I forgot it, what that's eight why years being in a Fortune 20 company taking, was like? You're taking... Executives suck. I hate every fucking one of them. I hate them if they're men. I hate them if they're women. <laughs> Corporate America is garbage. It is the death of the world. Capitalism's terrible. Well, that's fine. 
If you believe that, but you also just have to know the inner workings of businesses. I do know the inner workings. Kathleen Kennedy positions herself as someone that knows a lot about Star Wars. When you really start to look at the stories, uh, the different stories that have been told, whether it's in games or books, there's over 25,000 years of experience. We just need to take time step back and really absorb what George has created, then start to think about where things might go. She's essentially admitting all the stuff she should have done in 2012. Okay, cool. Now, after the fact, after she realizes that they bumble-fucked the the Skywalker saga, now she's like, oh yeah, maybe we should look at all this mythology that stemmed from George's creation. Maybe they should have. All the shit that fans have been screaming about. So my point has been from day one, I don't fucking care if she's the president of the United States. I wish she was at this point. Anything is better than what we got. I mean, the fact that... When you're in that position and when you've known George Lucas for half your life, you should know something about the franchise and what fans want. That's I all mean, I'm saying. I think that she does know about the franchise in the capacity that she needs to know about it. That's what I'm saying. So that's what we've been doing. And we've been having a great deal of fun doing it and meeting with lots of different filmmakers and talent. There's so many fans out there or so many fans out there and so many filmmakers that have been influenced by Star Wars for so long that it's a fantastic opportunity to get a sense of who wants to be a part of this. So that's what we've been doing. So they're, they're right, You know how I interpret that statement? What? You know how I interpret this statement now? Do you want my spin on what she's Go saying? Go for it. I tried to do everything my way for this and it failed. Now I'm actually going to start listening to people that were probably pitching stories to me and I told them they were stupid. That's, yeah, I mean, that's potentially right? correct there. I mean, she, she... I don't know if she was the mastermind behind the whole sequel trilogy and how it was released and the creative decisions that were made for the storytellers and everything like that it seems like she was so she did realize that she's fucked up which is a good thing because a lot of people who make mistakes don't realize that they did it so it's better to realize your mistake and then try to correct it than to just continue on doing things incorrectly the so whole that, time. That's why I, I, I'm sticking to my guns. I, I feel like she should have known her shit going into this. She's not an idiot. She's worked with George Lucas and Spielberg her whole life. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, and, and to like, me, it sounds like she was like, I know better than you. Shut the fuck up. I agree with you that, that she fucked up this release, but I just don't agree with you on the minutia part of it. Like, <laughs> would her knowing things about books that are no longer canon affect the way that she decided to make that film franchise no maybe uh so in in basically what she what they're saying here is that they're taking their time and they're figuring out the right way to do it and to me that is more important than getting hung up on something that is in the past like getting hung up on you know uh, i'm i'm over all that shit what i'm not over is the fact that we, we now have to wait like five years to see another star wars I mean, movie it's, that that to me is insane and i know you're gonna be like hey man if they never bought it we would never be and you're you're right but they did buy it and they told us they were doing all this shit and now they're not doing I it. i mean i just don't i just don't have that level of i don't know i just i would rather them get their shit straight and hey, if, the, if you want to delay it until 2025 so you can get it exactly right, I'm happy. What does that even mean anymore, though? Why does it make a difference what it means? Would you rather them say we're not making Star Wars movies or we're taking time to get our shit right? 
I'd rather them say Dave Filoni is now in charge and everyone can rest easy. Well, when you get the job at Lucasfilm, then you can put him in charge. But the fact of the matter is that we have to live in reality in the world that we're in now. I get it. I I just like this this stuff just is mind boggling. When you have a man like that in your organization, how is he not involved? I mean, maybe he will be at higher level stuff. But like, that's the thing is like, we don't know what they're doing for 2023. We don't know what level of involvement anybody's going to have. It's odd. It's odd. It's odd to me. Uh, You know, I I sometimes compare Star Wars to the the MCU. I really, I know people to hate, like we don't need two Star Wars movies a year. Like I argue against that. I think the source material is so damn deep and rich. And if you let the right people do it, you could do Star Wars every fucking year until we all die. Oh, you could, but that is, so that's why I I, did just the old source material. It's frustrating to know that they had a roadmap they they pushed out on it because they they lost faith in their own vision because of bad fucking decisions made at the high levels. Yep. No one's head rolled. Everyone was allowed to continue. So I'm just sitting here now where they're going like, well, we're just going to rethink all this shit. It's like, well, wh- where was this planning when you got the fucking license? I mean, they put in place a plan that they thought was going to work properly. Well, it, it shows a level of arrogance uh, on Iger's part, Kennedy's oh. part, all of them, that we don't need to listen to you other writers pitching us on other star wars besides skywalker centric shit and now that they now you know what this is this article this interview is 100 percent because of the mandalorian and she even says it herself she didn't truly believe in it and what it could turn into and now that they have fiscally proven to the money spenders that hey we can do Star Wars and it doesn't have to be about Luke Leia or, or someone tied to the Rebellion or the Empire. And look, they love it. Now she's going, oh, you mean Star Wars fans like the Star Wars universe? Oh, let's let's just halt everything, stop, and let's try to clone the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, she up front says that their focus from the beginning was on the new sequel trilogy, on finishing the nine movies. So she said that was their focus up front. Now, what, they're, what they were trying to do in terms of content outside of that before this blow up and before Mandalorian came out, we, all, we already know that it was solely focused on the characters that were involved in the Skywalker saga. So it is, it is nice that they're now exploring content outside of it. Like, I don't think that, you know, that I don't think that if, if Solo would have come out if Solo comes out and does a billion dollars in May, I think that we stay on this train. I think that we stay on like the here's the Kenobi movie. Here's the Boba movie. Here's the Yoda movie. Here's the can- Tales from the Cantina movie. We stay in the Skywalker saga for a much longer time, which can be argued two ways. Like we don't get the Mandalorian if Solo succeeds. I mean, from what reports have said, that the Mandalorian was was built out of jo- like John Favreau going to them and saying like Hey, well, you fucked up Star no, who, Wars. Let who me was save doing it. man? Someone was actually doing the Boba film. Trank, Trank right? Josh Trank was doing Boba. Yeah, right. Josh and Trank. he basically, I mean, he came out when he's trying to promote his latest movie and, and more or less said, uh, I I I just quit because I knew they were going to fire me because they didn't like what the fuck I was yeah, doing. Yeah, well, they didn't like. He was working on it before that Fantastic Four movie came out. 
and then that yeah, fantastic they saw that, that shit show and, and they're like all and right go fuck it. yourself so like you look at it two ways if we if, if solo succeeds we continue to get movies on a Great. on a two-year basis but we don't get the mandalorian or any disney plus content that we possibly get now oh well we would have never known about we knew about the other projects that's that's all i'm getting to they had a plan and they fucking blew it up based yeah, on but then one goofy year and really the decisions were on the bosses yeah the, i mean like solo's a damn good movie all you fucking idiots that boycott and have went out and re you know watch it now that it's free you're like oh wow i was a fucking yeah, idiot like I, uh, but that that was all Iger. I mean, uh, Iger one hundred percent fucking tanked. Solo. I mean, he he admitted in his book that he changed the release date of that to May because of the Mary Poppins release date already being held it's, for that. It's stupid. Slot. And that movie, the the production was all fucked up because again, they they hired directors and then fire them halfway through project. And that's yeah. their thing. Think about how many fucking directors got fired throughout this Skywalker saga project. It, it's nuts. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, all right. This this topic is warn me out, i mean Nick. i will say that i am i am happy to hear that they are taking their time and figuring things out because it would have been All very right. like it would have been very easy to say like put some shit out it'll make money and we'll be happy with it like I, 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 I mean, this like game. Releases. I, I can't I can't say I'm happy to wait this long. I, I understand, especially in gaming. Sometimes some extra development is great. I, I just have a hard time understanding that you need years and years and years to figure out star wars when dave filoni has done it day in and day out on any project he touches be it within the skywalker universe or without in mando there's people that work there that know what the fans want they know what's good they know the lore it's just it's odd to me it's just odd that they still need that much time to figure out star wars yeah i mean you got the blueprint at this point in Mando. Cool characters, new characters, a little bit of uh, lore from the old stuff woven in there, and people will eat it up. It's not that fucking hard. If I wasn't so stupid, I'd sit here and write a fucking Star Wars movie. I think that, like, it's it's definitely clear to fans, or it seems clear to fans, what the cl- what like the route forward is, like the easy way forward is. And it's just... You have to you have to hope that, you know, what they come up with in the exec boardroom is going to be aligned with what fans want. Yeah. And I, know, I believe in Taika. So I guess I'll I mean, uh, hold out you, hope he, he gives us. And, and here's the thing. Taika Taika's first exposure to, to Star Wars was working with Dave Filoni. So it's very possible that even without them saying Hey, Dave Filoni is involved in every project that Taika just says, like, I want this guy with me. Like, he knows more than I'll ever know. He right. knows more than anybody will ever know about Star Wars. So it would be foolish of me to not have him there as a consultant, as somebody there for me to lean on in terms yeah, of story At, at this content. point in my head, I'm just going with Filoni's been offered to take over Lucasfilm. He just said, no, I'd rather work on stories. Well, and, yeah, and I'm, because I'm when, you run the, when you run Lucasfilm, your priorities change. Like when you run the I just, studio, I just want him to different. be George Lucas. It, it just kind of be the all-powerful that just gets to do the art, but also controls the direction of shit, yeah. right? I mean, that that's what Dave needs to be. I'm going to go ahead and put an end to this topic because we're easily going to go past three hours and I'm starting to hallucinate. <laughs> so 
Uh, it was always a good time. We both love Kathleen Kennedy. We just uh, might not agree on how she is moving forward with the franchise. And, and no duel of the fates here. I, I still love Nick. It's fine. Yeah. That's what it's called when two adults argue and can actually uh, have a conversation with varying opinions. <laughs> it, it's a lost art form in this world, especially in the United States of fuck. It's true. So 2023, keep your calendars open to December Yeah, we'll, we'll all be dead by then. <laughs> At least Nick and I, because we're in the United States. So uh, tell us if it's good. We may have to uh like you know <laughs> pass the torch on to the to the aussie folk to continue uh, oh the my Star god Wars time oh show. my god all right dude so let, let's get into the, the fandom segment as we do about this time or whenever we start to close out of our actual topics now we get into the nonsense that everyone is here for and has had to suffer upwards of two hours and 22 minutes of just pure hot star wars air uh, all right, so before we get into the top five, and it is a plus one week, we're going to go ahead and show off a new battle bracket that Nick's been working on. Let me go ahead and get the screen yes. switched over here. All right, slacky-doo, see ya, browser later. So there it is, my friends, introducing Nick's latest Star <sighs> Wars character the, battle bracket. The droids. This time... We're going with the droids. Yes. So it is the, I don't know what you call it, the, the, the battle of the machines, uh, the champions of AI, <laughs> whatever you want to go with. But Nick has stitched out the bracket. He's debuting it for the first time on the Star Wars Time Show, episode 125. So go ahead, Nick, lay it on them. Who are our combatants? Our combatants for this droid battle bracket. We only have 10. Usually we have 16, but honestly, it was hard trying to figure out 16 droids to put in here that weren't just going to get stomped. So, like, first thing you may notice if you're looking at the bracket is C-3PO is not involved because he's... Did I fuck this up? Or is the image right? It's like, it is. It's like a split bracket. So the way that you see it is you'll have... Uh, since there's only All 10 right. competitors, you have to have a two, two battles first to decide who fights uh, uh, our first seed and our second seed. So the way that the the bracket breaks down in terms of seeding is our number <laughs> one seed is K2SO. Uh, our number two seed is HK47 from the KOTOR games. That's that's interesting. Our number three seed is the Droidica from the original or from the uh, prequel trilogy. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Nick. I, Chaos Cuties, who you've chosen to be in our top five, yes, she's is probably upset. one of the the biggest. C-3PO home girls, homers of all time. And she is quite upset that you left him out of the battle bracket. I know, but I just... I, I'll back you up. I, I mean, he's not he's not triple zero, so he's not a, a murder protocol droid. So I I don't think he really fits. He's here. not a fighter. I I I, I, I mean, he would be like forth. the one hundredth seed. Yeah, like I went back and forth. <laughs> if I was to just list out all the droids, <laughs> he could have he would like I almost just for the memes was like I'll figure out 16 and I'll just make him the last seed and he'll get raffle yeah. stomped no matter what. He'll just get destroyed in the first He could have been like that. You know how the, the NCAA tournament over here for basketball, they have that uh, playing game yeah. to get like the seed 64. <laughs> he should have been yeah, in that he, against he like that. Uh, Gonk. He could, him and Gonk in a fight to the death. But I just don't know if it would have been competitive if he would have been in Gonk. It. Gonk. So Gonk would have just like gonked the whole time yeah. and, and C-3PO would have just been reciting protocols. To <laughs> yeah, him. it's just like whoever's programming fail first would be the one who won. So um, but they, I did pick 10 because in my opinion, 
the 10 droids that are in here are going to be most noticed, like most notable amongst people who are going to be participating. And they, they actually have battle capabilities. Like they have fighting capabilities. Yeah. I just, I, some just off the top of my head that are, they're missing for Lom. Yeah. I, I, again, like he was one that I was like, but he's so like, I mean, really he's, he's fucking, he's background yeah, for the most part, so unless obscure. he's getting into EU or comic books. Yeah, so yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, you know, Nick and I, we did talk about this before we came on yeah. the uh, general grievous being involved here yeah. but we did discuss because he has a meat sack he probably should have been in the non-force yeah like bracket, i but. i will take the the blame on that one because i like grievous hasn't been any in any of the brackets and he should have been in the non-force user bracket it was just hard because when i was putting this one together i was like well do i put him in it but then I feel like Grievous Auto wins this bracket. Like he, he who the fuck is he gonna lose? Yeah, to? no, it was the right call because he, he's not a full on droid. Yeah. Not not at all. I mean, he's he's more or less in a life support. Yeah, like he, skeleton, if you will. So I think that, I mean, you, I, really, any of the IGs could have been interchangeable. So I think going with Eleven makes sense just because of the you know, is, Mando yeah, and all that stuff. He's the most prominent one now. Like eighty eight is one that people, yeah, you know, old fans will cling to and will recognize. But like really. 11 has had uh you know a more yeah it's the same role. fucking they, they, they all have the same bills yeah. and they all are held to the same programming yeah. so it's fine. so uh k2 i has, like hk i mean hk is a good one uh, again unless you've been playing uh, oh <laughs> sorry i got excited unless you've been playing swago i bet a lot of people are like uh H- hk 47 sounds familiar what's he from KOTOR, again and yes kotor the original but. kotor game he was darth revan's assassin droid um, I'm glad you made the the B one. The Roger Rogers are, are the, the last, last seed. seed. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> three seed is the Droidica. Four seed is IG Eleven. Five seed is R two D two, and then the six seed is the B two Super Battle Droid. Um, and if you remember Rots, then you'll know why I have R two ranked above the B twos. Um, the number seven. Seed, I, I mean R two fucks a lot of shit he does up. like in those movies i mean he he's quite a little warrior like he, i so. got him in there like right in the middle because he could make a run i feel like yeah i you know i think five's good for for r2 yeah um so six seed is the b2 super battle droid seven seed is leet from solo um eight seed is chopper from rebels i, I like leet being in there some people are going like what i mean she was in a fucking droid battle arena yeah. when we first meet like her, she was so. lit- she literally ripped some droids head off like she was <laughs> like yeah. fighting in a cage yeah i'm i'm, I'm good with that so. um chopper from i love rebels. i love chop 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 this one was hard for me i was like do i put bb8 in it or not like we've seen him do some things but he didn't he never did anything to hey the he level can he can R2. fight with casino coins and he's got a lighter for a finger yeah, so i mean he's got a little shock thing too so well and andy he he commandeered a first order chicken walker and was you know lighting up a fucking yeah, tlj he was a star destroyer blowing so. shit up so uh and then the like you mentioned matt the 10th seat is the b1 battle droid roger roger so um, so if we ever did, uh, some of the fans suggested either doing like duels or, or, or squads. Yeah. Uh, just Swago. I'll tell you what, if we, if we did Swago rules, the B1, the B2, and the Droidica would be nearly unstoppable. Yeah, that would be a tough one. Because their, their synergy is ridiculous. Yeah, like the, that, that would be tough. Anytime, dude, anytime B2 uses his regular attack, all droids fucking go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And those B1s, they have like that wave attack. Yeah, like it's it. just like you just get a fuck. Everybody on your team gets hit by a massive thing of firepower. The Jordan can, can go invincible where you can't damage it. Uh, yeah. So if you can't yeah. uh, dispel that off of them, you're fucked. Like, I love Suyo. Yeah. Love so I'm just thinking about it right now. I'm like, I'm so far away from unlocking anything big, but I still love doing my grinding. I'm still working towards Darth. Rock I will have ga- gas. I mean, I always have gas, but actual gas, General Anakin, uh, next event, he's mine. I'm getting There you it. go. It's I'm done. not even close. Done. <laughs> and my, my 501 boys are like relicked up to four or five. So he's almost ready to be a formidable squad right when I unlock. There you go. And there goes everyone tuning out of the show. So... In terms of how the cool. battles will break out, we have to have two, because it's only 10, 10 uh, seeds, we have to have two battles before we move into the the bigger side of the bracket. So Chopper versus BB-8 is going to be our first battle. That's eight versus nine. And then we're going to have Leet versus the B-1 battle droid, seven versus 10 first. The winner of those two will fight K2SO. Uh, so so K- K2 and HK got a first they round buy, essentially. Buy. Yep. Yep. So... Uh, that's how the battle is going to break out. I will start this either today after the show or tomorrow, and we will move through this new battle bracket. And this will be this right. will occupy our time. For yeah, the next we'll, we'll try weeks. to keep these up. So uh, if you're on our Discord, drop uh, suggestions for future battles. I know some of you did in the live stream chat last mm-hmm. week, but as I said, as soon as this show ends <laughs> every day, the show has essentially been deleted from my mind. I don't remember what I said or what was said. So you got to let us know, add us on discord, whatever, Instagram, uh, other ideas for uh, continuing the battle bracket segment. Good stuff. All right. So you know what happens after we talk battle bracket. It is time for the fan question of the week. This week's question, I believe, Nick, was all about villains. Star Wars villains, right? Indeed it was. So the question was, it's good to be bad. Who is your favorite Star Wars villain and why? So okay. we have some and answers we're starting up here. With, with Alex C here. Yeah, Alex C. I don't know because like uh, if I don't know their their Instagram handle because the way that DMs work is if you. Yeah, I'm just pissed that Nick has 5G and I don't. Oh, this is not. That's fake 5G. That's like it is. Yeah, that's like AT and T has like a a weird <laughs> version of 5G and it's not. Oh, you gotta uh, love it. You gotta love Android devices and their carriers. They'll do anything. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, Alex's response here says, uh, love reading more about Dooku, very underappreciated villain, skilled, powerful, and needed more backstory revealed in the yes. movies or cartoons. Right. Um, I mean, at least Dooku gets fleshed out much more in the Clone, Clone Wars series, and you get to understand a lot more about the character and kind of some of his uh, intentions for what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but I'm with you because... I mean, George has said this. Each villain in the prequel trilogy was one third of who Darth Vader became. Yeah. Right. You had Maul was just the the the, the pure ability, anger, just rawness. Mm-hmm. Dooku showed that a, a a Jedi could fall and become a Sith, and then ultimately, you know, with, with with Grievous in the last movie, this that and the other thing, it showed that a a damaged organic could be uh, given a second chance at life through a machination yes so um and i but yeah i mean dooku he is someone that i would love to learn more about because he 
was so uh he was held in such high regard in the jedi order i mean he was trained by yoda himself Mm -hmm. he in turn trained qui-gon who in turn trained obi who in turn trained darth vader so uh, he's got some hardcore star wars lore lineage behind him it's just uh, the movies again you didn't get much and uh, christopher lee was perfect as him but the lines he had to deliver kind of made him sound like a bozo uh there there's a huge bozo moment in aotc on geonosis (laughs) right when he captures kenobi that fucking and he walks he's like oh no oh my god how could this happen it's like Like, please (laughs) every time i see that scene i i waffle back and forth between like He's trying to deliver it like that to seem sarcastic and like, oh well, of course I'll just be an extra, just be an extra dick to Kenobi, yeah. like no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. Or the fact that that it was just like a really shitty delivery. <laughs> I don't. It's know just a bad take, is. man. I mean, uh, Christopher Lee's a, a Hollywood icon. Oh yeah, I mean, like, come on. He's he's one of the best actors to ever live. So yeah, I, it was just odd. But I mean, he's another Sith that told the Jedi exactly what they're gonna do, and the Jedi are like, no, nope, we we know so. more. You're bad. Fuck yeah. You. So. so. Um, in terms of his backstory, we do get some in Clone Wars, and I believe that there's a novel, like a Dooku novel out there that may give you more backstory in terms of his Jedi training and his fall. Right. Is it canon? Like, is it Disney canonized? Because I know Star Wars theory, he, he every once in a while will just dump like some interesting lore stuff that I, I'm assuming he's pulling from books or, or comics. Yeah. I know he did a lot of Dooku stuff recently. Yeah. So uh, there is a... An audio only novel. I don't know if it's yeah. It's it, it released in uh, 2019. Uh, it's oh, called so Dooku Jedi Lost. Yeah, so I bet that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's words and shit. So there we go. <laughs> even spoken words and shit don't jive. All right, next reply. Mark Monarch Toy Box Photography. Yes. All right. He's- Emperor Palpatine. Why? Because he is Star Wars. There wouldn't be a Rebel Alliance without him. The Clone Wars would have never happened. There wouldn't be clones like Rex, Cody, etc. for fans to gawk over if it wasn't for him. Hell, Vader wouldn't even be a thing if it wasn't for intricate long game played by Palpatine. The Battle of Heroes wouldn't have happened if it weren't for Palpatine's string pulling. I can go on and on. Palpatine doesn't get enough credit that he deserves. And you are right, Mark. I always stump for Palpatine and how he is a masterful long game villain. The guy made it through. He was essentially the bad guy in all nine films. And as you said, he spawned all these different factions, uh, the Empire, the Rebel Alliance, the First Order, the Resistance, the Clone Wars, the Separatists, all from Sheev's little scheming brain yeah i mean he's i mean in in my opinion he's the most masterful sith ever to exist i mean like Uh, just i mean honestly even just bad guy in general like movie bad guy i know vader he he got that billing with the ot and he should have just because of how he looks mm -hmm. and what he does but I mean, if you think about what Palpatine accomplished, he is a bad guy that was telling people his bad plans and actually was able <laughs> to, to pull, pull yeah. them off, right? That, like that's a, that's almost a joke in most uh, pop yeah, culture it's like the superhero James stuff. Bond villain thing. Where <laughs> yeah, the bad guy always seems like they had the upper hand, but then they you know like they they get cocky about it, gives the good guys enough time. No. Yeah. Palpatine was able to get all this shit done. He's so fucking evil. He worked on a 10 year old boy until he turned him into a lap dog. Yep. 
mentally conditioning him, fucking him up, knowing he was trying to turn this innocent little slave boy into the galaxy's most feared enforcer. And the good thing about Palpatine is that like a lot of the other villains that you see in Star Wars or other properties, they have like a redeemable quality, you know? That's that's like a, you know, like Kylo yeah, Vader. Yeah. He is bad to Nothing. the bone. Like yes. he is evil at its most, you know, powerful and to the core. So He's not getting like you can't talk to him. You can't have a Luke Invader moment where it's like, Father, I can still save you. This motherfucker is bad. And that's it. Yeah, so. no, he's like, he's like, fuck you. I know everything. I know everything in the past. and I know how everything's shaking out in the future. So I'm sticking to my evil plans. True, uh, true. Lo- love Palpatine. Love Palpatine. So good. Good response uh, there by Toy Box. Up next, Adrian Belgar, a.k.a. Action got Figure my, Snaps. Go ahead. Got Nick. my wanted baby Yoda shirt on as well. So good call. Um, he's up, so he says Maul, just because he don't give a fuck and is the definition of a villain. He's intelligent and powerful in the Force. He's just a hothead, and that's his downfall. But for sure, my favorite. Yeah, I mean, he's he's my number two these days, yeah. so 100% agree. Uh, I'm still going to keep Vader up there just because it's Vader. It's just like every time we talk about Maul, dude, it's, it's incredible to see his journey. Like, if yeah. you just think about, like, from episode one, where he's essentially just used as a brute force tactic. Yeah, he's nothing. Literally, he's nothing. He's, he's an attack dog mm-hmm. that even George wrote out of existence right away. I mean, he didn't he didn't even see the, the, the brilliance in the character himself. Yep. And then until after the fact, then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm George Lucas. Hey, Dave, Dave, you down there? Make this guy do something. Uh, yeah, br- bring Darth Maul back to life. Yeah, Thanks. you figure it out. And then, <laughs> and then Filoni, like the masterful job that Filoni did yeah, making Maul this they got just it done. masterful villain. That 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 just like his journey from t- from like you know TPM all the way to the end of Rebels was just beautifully done. No, I mean Maul. Maul out of most of these villains needed his resurrection through the animated Star yeah. Wars verse to to reach his 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 uh, levels of infamy, yeah. at least for me. Uh, I mean, I talked about it is watching those last four episodes of, of TCW that it, it vaulted him up into my top five, top two. I was like, OK, I love this guy. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, he is a Mac daddy. And he was so. just he was such a survivor and he was so yeah, he's a bad. I mean, he, he fucking looks cool. He's powerful. He shit talks brilliantly. He, he's awesome. Yeah. So. Uh, you knew Maul was going to pop oh, up. Oh, yeah. All right. I will say that a majority of these answers were Vader. So I had to, like, cherry pick certain Vaders that I liked and then also pick some gotcha. other ones in there that weren't Vader that were interesting. So uh, action figure noobs. Well, up well I see you grabbed our, our regular in the uh, fan question of the week segment, who's uh, Brian, action figure noob. Yes. So go ahead, Matt. Uh, Hit us with And he, he did. He, he got one of Nick's Vader's pick. The Rogue One scene really epitomized why he is one of the most badass villains in cinema and pop culture history. I was so happy we got to see that Vader in live action. Even though it only lasted minutes and it was in a prequel <laughs> movie, all the media we got of Vader from the originals, comics, anime shows, it all led up to that moment and it was glorious. Yeah, I mean... Amen. I mean, uh, you and I, uh, we, we'll scream about this till the cows come home. Uh, Vader being Vader in live action is life. Yeah. That is that is Star Wars to me. It's everything. We're probably never going to get it, which is sad. But but he, he is amazing when he is allowed to be portrayed the way he is portrayed in video games, comics, books. Yeah. I mean, it's... He, he, 
it's like you cannot argue with anybody who says that Vader's their favorite villain. And it's just it seems like that from Rogue One, but it's also just the reason like if you go watch the original trilogy all the way through and like you just have this figure that is so menacing that people literally cower when he walks around like yeah like he instilled such fear in his underlings and for just the the galaxy as a whole that like people would literally like shrink away when he walked past i I mean i I mean his intro his introduction yeah to the world is just I can't remember my my actual first Star Wars memory, but that has been put in place. That's where my brain just defaults is that 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 black hulking figure walking through the smoke after they use sparklers to light that door on fire. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, it's just like and you just go like, holy shit. You just see like, like why? Why is he in that black armor and all those dudes are in the white armor? Like, oh, well, I just. Uh, from day one it's just been vader 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 oh yeah so good answer here by brian yep uh next up robo figs what the hell is this facebook or is this where are you getting i actually pulled these off of uh instagram on desktop so not from my phone oh look at you that's why it's not dark yeah yeah (laughs) it's just regular it's like does anyone still use apps with white backgrounds if they don't have a dark mode nope. <laughs> like dark mode to me is life there is no uh, i need dark mode everywhere yeah dark mode's the way to go but yeah i pulled these off a of desktop so that's why it's not the typical uh, okay okay background. got it so robo fix here he's also a vader fan he's not a poor p-o-u-r evil monstrous like oh look at me i'm evil as a kid i always loved the guy because he was just cold clever and i love to see how things panned out uh, and he loved to see how things panned out and let others do the work for him. Yeah, uh, he had no fear to face anything. Plus, James Earl Jones has the best voice ever. That's very true. Uh, he can handle himself in any situation and be calm. To me, that's scary. My personal opinion: as soon as he felt uh, the force in Luke, he kind of wanted to see who this guy was. So, oh, yeah. I mean, like this. The thing that I like about his answer here was like he could be calm in any situation, and that was like. One of the things when I was watching the movies, like he's literally just standing there having a conversation with with somebody. And then all of a sudden he's calm, cool and collected. And then that force choke comes out and the life just starts to drain out of these people. Yeah. Like, no, he is. I mean, half the time you think Vader's just sleeping in that fucking suit, right? He's just kind of standing there, obviously can't see his facial expressions. You hear the the breathing apparatus going off just because it has to. Uh, but he is, he just, nothing phases the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, nothing gets him amped up. Uh, you, you still really even got zero emotion when he was shit talking and, and fighting his kid to the death. Yeah. He, he still never really raised his voice. The most we ever get out of him is when Luke turns on the dark side and beats the shit out of him and chops his hand off. He goes, ah! yeah, that was it. I mean, that is the most... <laughs> emotion you get out of vader outside of his initial no and his final no when he kills pal and that's like that's one thing that was done you know masterfully in comparing anakin to vader in a way because anakin was known nothing but emotion he (laughs) was just emotion 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 and once he became vader boom just as stoic as could be. Well, I I, I kind of credit that to the fact that 
he was in so much pain and suffering that he couldn't dedicate any of the the, the whininess, <laughs> cockiness, uh, anger to to anything outside of keeping himself yeah, together, sustaining his own life. So yeah, like just living. And I mean, so. like James Earl Jones. Nothing can, not enough can be said about his. Yeah, his voice. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I wasn't a huge. It, it, he sounds different in Rogue One. Yeah, I contend he sounds different. Yeah. I mean, people do lose some timber as they get older. There was like uh, a waver yeah, it, a, a bit to the yeah. voice. It didn't. It did not sound right. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just go out and say. I mean, it. forty. It you know, thirty plus years will do that to you. But yeah, totally uh, agree. Right. Vader. Uh, next up. Uh, Oh look, Star Wars! Oh look, Star Wars! Nice. It's it's, it's hard. City like like Sidious with a boner. Yeah. I'm guessing it's hard. Sidious is the most evil Vader, most powerful. Maul is just badass. But I gotta go. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's kind of walking through all three of them. I don't know what the fuck that that is like the epitome of, right, run of on. text <laughs> run on text to, typing. So there. let's let's put some punctuation here. It's hard. Period. Sidious is the most evil, comma. Vader is the most powerful, comma. And Maul is just badass. But I gotta go Vader. Okay. Well, now, thank you, Nick. Now it makes <laughs> somewhat more sense that you added some English grammar yeah. to it. So, I mean, like, uh, we love you. Oh, look, Star Wars, but that's a run on. I'll just read it as typed. It's hard, Sidious is the most evil, Vader most powerful. Maul's just badass, but I gotta go Vader. Yeah. So, I mean, it comes together it's a like little micro bit. Like Micro Machine Man. But, I mean, would you agree with that, though? Would you say that, 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 Ma- that like, Vader is the most powerful? <laughs> Yeah, if we're just going to sum them up and with one word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think evil works perfectly for Sidious because yeah. that drove everything he did. And Vader, we know he was the most powerful. Sans losing some organic abilities due to his uh, uh, disfigurement. Do you think that when he got all of his limbs chopped off, he lost midichlorians? Did, like, did he just lose the midichlorians that were in his arms? I mean, arms? if you want to science it, Nick, you'd, you'd almost have to say I so. so. I mean, yeah. they live in his bloodstream, and he has a lot less blood to, <laughs> blood to be pumped around now. Yeah. Uh, but I, I forget where I've, I've read it. Who knows if it's canon or not? But essentially, because of his metal uh, appendages, he can no longer do the force lightning. Yep. Uh, he lost some of his uh, athleticism, mm-hmm. oh, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, again, he had a guy who essentially just had metal rods jammed into flesh stumps yeah. <laughs> that are still on fire. And they're like, okay, walk and do shit. So he walks like a, you know, almost like a Terminator. Yeah, basically. Like old Terminators. Now Terminators are like all made out of nanites and this, that, and the other thing. I'm talking like the, the T-800 exoskeleton yeah, shit. The- <laughs> But okay, oh look, Star Wars, and yeah, Maul probably he is this, badass. This next one is probably my favorite answer. So this that's a good one. Go yeah, ahead. So this is from Universal Toy Wars. His answer is the Jedi Order, telling Anakin and the other Jedi who went Sith that their feelings aren't okay is what set them down the dark path. If they taught them to use their feelings the right way, things would have turned out differently. That is that is some deep yeah. ass shit. That's a deep. I really. Like that, that's almost too deep for the Star Wars time show. <laughs> I like it. I like the thought put into it because people like when you hear Star Wars villain, like everybody's like Palpatine, Vader, Darth Maul. If you want to go video games, you get Revan, you get Malak, you know, you get Treya, the Triumvirate, you get you know the 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 second sisters and all the Inquisitors and all these other video game villains, these book villains and stuff like that. But nobody like really 
gets that level of deep that Universal Toy Wars went. Like, who were the real bad guys here? Who really it, fucking? There is there is, like not no fucking around. There there's a lot of uh, merit to this. Yeah. There really is because it, it is it was their archaic beliefs, which even kind of hobo yoda and tlj kind of says like hey that you like those books they're fucking stupid like, we fucked up that yeah yeah it's like we're we're, we're the dumbasses for being so rigid and 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 sticking to the these books and these goofy ways and i mean ultimately ray and and ben and i think even ahsoka uh, they they started to realize you need to let a little emotion in you you need to to care for people yep. a little bit yep because uh, it, it kind of keeps you on your toes and you don't become so complacent. Yeah, and that's... And you know, uh, again, just to, just to throw in ghosts, like Ghost of Tsushima and how the samurai order was and all their honor systems, this, that, and the other thing, that is what allowed them to get just fucking annihilated by the, the Mongolian army. Yeah. You know, because they would be like, they still believed in in honor fighting, like... You send your best warrior, we'll send our best warrior and have a duel. The Mongols were like, uh, okay, and they dumped, you know, wine on them and lit them on fire. <laughs> They're like, fuck you, who cares? Uh, samurai only believed in facing your enemy to kill them. You couldn't go around like a ninja and fucking stab people in the back. So they lost because of their code, their honor system. While I love the samurai culture, and I think it's beautiful, and I, I love a lot of Japanese culture and you know how much they pay attention to art and just the idea of honor, yep. it's, it's what allowed them to be overcome by less intelligent, more brutish races. Because yeah. they're like, fuck you. What do you mean rules and honor and war? War is fucking war. Yeah, it's like we're going to kill you in any way that we can, so... And and that's what that's how the Sith, in particular Palpatine, exploited the Jedi. He, he knew they were so stringent to these Jedi values of of no emotion. Jedi's can't experience uh, love. This, that, and the other thing. It, it was easy. It was like okay, we, we can easily uh, start to sow a little discord through these assholes yeah. just on the Jedi philosophy. Yeah, and you know that was something that the old EU, like when Luke remade the Jedi Order, he definitely loosened those restrictions a bit we never really got to see the new jedi order under luke um you know it was explored tiny tiny bits in the rise of kylo ren series um but in the old eu you could get married they would allow certain jedi to dabble in the dark side like to learn some of it just so they know what's there and how to combat it if it came if they came up against it um so yeah i mean this one was this was probably the most deep thought yeah that's a good one dude i like that i like that good stuff all right next up you want to take this one matt bpp hayes bpp hayes probably job of the hut he was mentioned in a new hope but we didn't see him till return of the jedi well we did when they put out the goofy special edition (laughs) shit but uh he was behind the mystery of han solo's life before a new hope he was always on solo's mind and he never knew if he would show up in ROTJ, we we finally see him and all his scum and villainy at his club. That, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... Because he really is. Like, I mean, if you think about Han, up until he gets caught, his biggest concern is paying off Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, it's like every movie. It's like... all he cares about. I mean, he, he was willing to let the rebellion go during the Battle of Yavin. He was trying to get the fuck out of Hoth to go pay his debts. 
until the Empire showed up and he had to get the princess out of there. So uh, that's another kind of deep cut that I, just, I appreciate people, that level of insight yeah, people into our fans' minds. People don't fucking give Jabba enough, enough credit. Like, he ran a criminal empire for oh, decades. Oh, Like, just, just very well-organized gangster there, Jabba. So. Yeah, and he had that guy that said, oh, they want a Wanga. Yeah, they want a That's what you guys could have been, but you chose Fandalorians. <laughs> <laughs> Which we never use because who cares? I throw fandos in there and some of the stuff. Down. I like that. I like that BPB. Thank you. BPB. Uh, next up. So here's another one. Lima four uh, photos says Mace Windu. Okay. Not technically Thank a you. villain, but he embodies almost everything that was wrong with the Jedi order at the time of the clone wars. And what was wrong with the Jedi deserves equal blame as the evil forces that set the galaxy okay. on the course was put on. hundred percent, Liam, a hundred percent. And I have said this multiple times. I believe Mace Windu is the, the biggest reason we got Darth Vader. Yep. Uh, Mace Windu. Yes. He he's all about the Jedi, this and the, and the code, but just watch how he treats Anakin from the get go with his little, you know, guessing game. Yep. You're fucking too old. You're stupid. I hate mm-hmm. you. You're going to fail. You suck. We shouldn't do this. You suck. You know, that, that's basically the tone. Uh, Attack of Clones, you don't really get much of them besides like, yeah, we can't really trust Anakin to do anything. Go babysit Padme. Yep. Uh, and then again, even when Anakin was finally like, listen, motherfuckers, I'm telling you the truth. I know you don't fucking trust me, Mace. I'm telling you this guy's bad and you're going to need my help to take him out. Mace still says, you know what, Skywalker? This is the first time I'm actually even listening to you as a quasi-equal. And while I do appreciate this information, I still can't trust you. So shut the fuck up and let me go take yeah. out some go, snakes go on the plane. Go sit in the, tent, in the temple by yourself. We don't need your yeah, help. St- and, stew on, and, and stew on getting shit on again by a master and see what that does to the galaxy. Good. Yeah, this was a good response here by Lima. Again. 100%. I, I, I've, I just, I've recently gone back and said that Mace Windu is 100% reason why the Chosen One became Darth Vader. True, true. So... Two more responses here. This one from Cryo. He he gets a, a deep cut in here and kind of funny. Panda Baba and Dr. Cornelius Evazan. So that's uh, you know, Panda Baba and Scrunch Face is it's what people a, it's call It's the assholes him. from the from cantina. The, yeah, from the cantina. He says, like Cronenberg alternatives to Han and Chewie, first to demonstrate the effectiveness of a lightsaber to the world. I love that <laughs> they were in Rogue One. And I like to ponder possibilities of how they got off the planet before the city of Jeddah was destroyed. So, I mean, they, they were the first assholes you saw. They were like... Pretty much. They were like, yeah. Luke's just sitting here. He's just fucking trying to order a drink, man. What's your problem? What is I your I like it. And then, then you got the, uh, the doctor. And he's got his face is all fucked yeah. up. Like, it's like something's eating his face alive. I've got the death penalty on 12 systems. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I like that. Uh, although I lo- thinking about how they got off planet uh, before Jetta was destroyed, this is something people that smoke weed get yes. into thinking about, like that that type of just random stuff. So I don't know what Cry is you doing think over fucking there. Fucking like Panda just, stole and I love that. Shit. I'm not I'm not making fun. Of it. I, I love <laughs> thinking about just random stuff that's yeah. not real. I mean, it's my favorite thing to do. But when you start getting that nuanced, you you, you may be. Uh, expanding your mind yeah. while you're watching these movies a little too much so okay you can take the last one here from tones last up tones another regular in the fan uh, question of the week tarkin loved his cold calculated attitude and the fact that vader had to obey him 
His pure ruthlessness was expanded in R1 with him taking control of the Death Star, once proven useful in totally obliterating Krennic, his closest threat to gain increasing power to his position within the Empire. Uh, and uh, our buddy Bossajan, Star Wars Toys 73, also had a great write-up on Tarkin, but because he essentially typed up an essay... Yeah. Uh, we couldn't quite contain it in a nice simple screenshot, yeah. uh, but it was a it, it was a well thought out reply. Uh, he saved the swearing for the end, uh, but he too kind of like tones was just talking about like you know Tarkin. This guy, I mean Vader was his lapdog. I mean that even Leia essentially says, "Ooh, you know of- uh, Tarkin let you off your leash yep. and shit like that." So yep. So I mean Tarkin is. I think that Tarkin's easily overlooked if you if you ignore Rogue One, because like they're like, yeah, like he was, you know, he was a bad dude. Well, you could also uh, he blew up an entire planet. Yeah, he did. He did just kind that, of. That's a lot of that's a lot of death, probably more than even Vader. Uh, True. And he blew up an entire city and probably a quarter of a pla- like two quarters of a planet. Really, I mean, he he took out a chunk of Jeddah, and he took out a and he took out a chunk of Scarif. Scarif, Yeah. So. so I mean, but that's the thing is like Rogue One really shows you like the depths of his machinations and his maneuvering and just like the level of like bad that he was but yeah i mean even just a new hope is enough to show you that this dude was a real piece of shit so uh good answers all around um and that was to the question of the week so next week i'll try to think of something good it's getting harder and harder to think of these things but you know what that's why we have the show suggestions channel in our discord so drop by that and let me know what you think I should ask you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start start helping us. We're like we say this all the time. We're kind of dumb and our brains don't uh, give us the ability to think of interesting stuff to keep even the few of you still engaged with the Star Wars time show. Very true. But the one segment that I'm sure all of you are going like, "Thank God these two gas bags <laughs> are finally done talking about Star Wars. Now they can talk about us." Us, me, me, me. That's right. This is the me segment, the top five Star Wars artists of the week. And guess what? It's a special week. It's a plus one. That doesn't mean honorable mention. It's motherfucking top one. So we got the top five from Nick, the top one from Matt. We're, We're talking about expanding this segment to having fans submit a shot for me to critique in a more, uh, (laughs) <laughs> honest way i guess yeah like just kind of let you know what i think of a shot and no bullshit like no smoke blowing no reach arounds just straight up pure opinions on your shot what's good what's bad or what's all bad or what's all good i will say uh, that we have then, to find out a good way to get the submissions maybe we i i i'd already made up a graphic to throw out to like solicit them uh i don't know if it's like sending us an email through the site or dms dms get dms get like messy hard to manage yeah Uh, anyways uh, when i put the graphic up maybe we'll figured something out by then i'm thinking maybe just coming through the contact form the site might be the way to go easy enough Uh, yeah yeah just send us the link and uh we'll kind of create a repository to rotate through that because what we're, we're going to do the we always do a top five uh we're thinking of doing the plus one on a rotating basis the halo uh, pop critiquing shot. critiquing fans work on a rotating basis me lamenting <laughs> the hobby on a regular basis and we needed 
one more yeah, one, to do one like a full for month. a monthly rotation and like the only like you know some things that i were that i kind of stewed on was like do we do like a cosplay showcase like once a week or once a month where we do like you know uh pick out like a like a particularly good star wars cosplayer wait here's i i'm not against that because i do like the cosplay scene uh, but I know just at least the, the super fans, it's something that they may l- enjoy. It, it might take a little more management on our end, but I don't think it'd be too hard. But once a month, let a fan choose the top five. I don't know, man. So they, they slide you their choices. We still put up the post, but it, it's it's like one week, you know, Twinkle Tits picks the five. Next month, Tones gets a five. I will say the that. Month- that will burn through that in six months because that's all that we're going to get in terms of people. Right, yeah, cool. yeah, you're right. Actually. In terms of like actual people that listen and want to be involved. So yeah, because <laughs> I don't know we'll, we'll keep thinking about it, but uh, it's probably not going to be within this week or next. Cause I am uh, headed yes. out to the coast to work remotely. So I don't want to get mixed up in anything new for the site. Uh, but I will probably drop the, at least the graphic for trying to solicit uh, artwork to be critiqued. Uh, and we'll think, we'll think of a fourth, because I, I do agree with Nick. I'd like to have a, a monthly rotation. So one week it's this, next week that, next week that, final week that, and then we reboot yep. and do it the next Rotate month. Rotate it around. So. Uh, but anyways, we're here. Top five plus one. Enough of the bullshit. Uh, we, we have been droning <laughs> and droning. So thank you for those who have stayed for most of the show. Again, I don't know what's wrong with you people. I know what's wrong with myself. I do this shit because I am a psycho. Uh, here we go, buddy. Uh, I laid them down there. Again, if you want to get involved in the top five or the top five plus one or this, that, and the other thing, you got to go to at Star Wars Time Show on Instagram. And when you're there, if you're doing Star Wars art in any form or fashion, be it cosplay, dio building, tattooing, it doesn't matter. Anything Star Wars, hashtag Star Wars Time Show and tag us. Yes. Uh, throughout the week, I will feature up to 12 shots every day. And then on Mondays of the end of the week, that we, we don't really adhere to the, uh, the, you know, the Sunday as the end or the beginning. Monday is our end. Nick picks his five favorite from my, you know, five or six days of featuring 12 shots. So if you want to get on the fun, if you want to be immortalized on the airwaves that this Star Wars time show graces on a weekly basis, that's what you got to do. And tell a friend and subscribe and like this video, share the video, comment, all that other shit to help boost our numbers. All right, my friend, go ahead. First up. Who are we starting with here? Yes. First up in the top five this week is Tong Wars at T-O-N-G-W-A-R-S, formerly Lego Star Wars Tong on Instagram, and he has a... Fantastic shot of the Mando facing down some Imperial <laughs> Remnant this. troopers. And this is all Lego. That's that's Tong Wars' thing. He's a Lego photographer. And, I mean, really, he just captures the essence of the entire Mandalorian show with this setup so perfectly um, because of just, like, the, the you know, the dio he's using, the way he's got Mando in the foreground kind of looking at this group of Imperial Remnant Troopers, the sand, everything I thought was really well staged. Yeah, it's like a, it's an iconic uh, kind of Western duel type of feel. Except in this duel, it's Mando versus five five troopers. troopers. Yeah. And you can tell the troopers are going, oh, fuck. Yeah. That's at least how, I, I don't feel that they are confident in their odds against the Mando who is starting to raise his arm up 
towards his ghetto blast. Yeah. Right. To start just uh, uh, disintegrating people. Uh, and then you got like the little Jawas tucked in the very yeah, background. The very, there, very just back. kinda, they're like, okay, let's get the fuck out of this alleyway before shit hits the fan and Lego bricks start flying. Dude, the but, only uh, thing that I think could make the shot better is if like on one corner, like in the right corner of the shot, you just see like a tumbleweed like in the air. Cause that's like the perfect <laughs> thing for every right. fucking old West showdown. Tumbleweed comes you across. The, bam! You get the dual music. <laughs> uh, I, I love it. I always love what Tong does with the Legos. I mean, he's the one that uh, I, I always forget where he lives. I believe he's in the UK, uh, but he lives somewhere where he can go out to like this flat lake area and just get some disgustingly vibrant yeah. skylines. New I'm talking like South Wales. So weird he's... shades of purple, pink, orange. Uh, and then he he sets the Legos up and kind of pulls out and does a, a wide angle shot to make them look fucking massive. Uh, always like a, a Tong Wars. And I believe our other uh, a Sith load of Legos has been taking a break. So we really haven't been getting a lot of the high quality Lego submissions. Yeah. So, so we always got Tong Wars. Tong Wars is also an Australian. He's from New South Wales. So I don't know if that's like right next door to Greg because Australia is such a small country. Everybody lives right next to each other. But. Oh, so now you're going with Australia's it's real. real again, I thought yeah. I thought we decided it's not real. It's true. It's, it's fake. It's true. Because it couldn't fit on the flat earth. I forgot about that. You're right. You're right. right. It is fake. And so he probably. It's all. It's a big story against all the world leaders. And it's just to cover Great Britain for murdering their prisoners and just dropping them into the ocean. Yep. So sorry there, Tong Wars. I know we, we, we know that you don't live in Australia. So you must live on the moon base. Yeah. Um, and it's also interesting because all of this, he says that all of his photos are shot and edited on his iPhone XS. Very, very good stuff. Holy piss. Seriously? That's what's on his Instagram. <laughs> so. I tell you that, that is impressive. I've always, I've always said that it, equipment truly doesn't matter. I mean, I believe, especially for photography, it's in the eye. Do you have the vision? Can you line this stuff up or, or can you at least even see something in your mind? But I've also said uh, just the sheer quality of what a DSLR can do versus these very nice smartphone cameras, but shit, that's impressive. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. So at Tom that's Wars impressive. on Instagram. Oh, I love this next one, dude. This, <laughs> I was, this, this I was really hemming and hawing on my plus one. I, I had to get Burkhead in because of his, we'll get there. Yeah. Just, I, I couldn't pass that shit up. Yeah, I mean, this one was clearly, <laughs> I love this. clearly one of the best uh, of the week. So this is from at wretched.hive, <laughs> wretched.hive on Instagram. And it's the entire uh, cast of the OT. So you have Luke, Leia, Chewie, Han, C-3PO, and R2-D2, except all of the, the you know, the non-droid characters are using R2-D2 <laughs> as a charging base for their space cell phones. Uh, it's so great, Nick. <laughs> Because this is essentially what we've been reduced to in the 21st century because of these motherfucking devices. Yeah. Uh, I, I see it. I mean, my wife and I will be sitting there trying to watch a show together. She's on her or on her phone or I'm on mine. There are times I, I, I'm spending precious time with my daughter who gets older Just and older every week. Scroll. Like I'm, I'm losing these moments of her being a little kid that just looks at me as a God and wants to hang <laughs> out and Hey dad, are we going to sleep in the tent tonight? Can we watch miraculous in the morning? This, and I'm, I'm concerned with scrolling through fucking Instagram <laughs> to see what people are doing on star Wars time show or, 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 or featuring shots on Instagram. So I, I look at this shot, which as Nick said, you got R2 there to the poor guy. He's got a bunch <laughs> of, 
iPhone cables coming out of them into everyone's smartphone. Hans holding his smartphone, probably checking the the, the next uh, the, the bounty board yep. to see where he's at. Uh, Chewie's there talking to someone on Kashyyyk. Uh, Luke's trying to dial into Obi Wan ghost form, <laughs> and Leia's re- sitting there going, "Did." Did my planet just fucking blow up? Is this news story? Is this fake news? Yeah. Uh, you can just tell. It's like you have all of our characters who were the best of friends, some of them lovers, right next to each other, but so far <laughs> apart because they're all on their damn smart devices. Damn right. That is 2020 society for you, if nothing else. I, I just, I love it. I mean, this <laughs> is one of those creative shots that just this brain could never come up with so i always appreciate seeing people use their imagination and actually execute it in in a perfect manner so i I love this wretched hive and and clearly ig did as well i mean uh we haven't had something get this many likes in a while since we got put in a little bit of a timeout but 670 almost likes like this is definitely the highest that we've gotten in at least a month and a half and and really wretched hives he's another one at wretched hive uh grant he he kind of suffers from ig shitting on him uh but his work is fantastic another like doesn't even have 2000 followers yet i wouldn't say he's a super active poster uh, but his work is is brilliant. He's another one that pretty much anytime we're tagged, uh, it, it's it's going to get featured. I, I just he he speaks to my toy photography eye. Yeah, he's got a, a really great style, and like this one, I mean, this shot is just so perfect. So at wretched dot hive on Instagram, go give him a follow. <laughs> well, uh, don't, don't you feel like R two is almost being raped at this point? Like it's just, it just it doesn't seem right. It's just like I can just see him there. Like he he's almost just like oh, really y'all need a fucking. He's making your phones one again. of his sad womp womps. He's going like. Yeah. <laughs> He's not having a good time. No. Okay. Uh so that is at wretched.hive. Uh give that man a follow. Yes, please do. Next up, we have Morpheus Visions and like this shot, I know that these figures are just like super highly detailed, but like this shot that we have of Leia and Wicket on it's awesome. uh on Endor is is a perfect scene recreation if Awesome. ever you've seen one i mean i mean nick i i have this this two pack it showed up last week i haven't taken it out of the box because of shots like this <laughs> and i'm just going i i'm not going to be able to set this shit up i'm not going to be able to find the log that looks like one of those redwoods from you know the forest that they shot the movie yeah. in I, I mean look at it look at all this shit i i believe this is fully practical holy shit uh, I mean, the, the log clearly is practical. The the little mossy stuff under there is practical. But uh, Morpheus, I don't know if you're you're listening. I, I know you you definitely check out the account. And you're excited to get the top five, so you you're in the know of Star Wars time show. But if you are listening, or if you're even in the live chat, is this fully practical? Is this a full outdoor shot, meaning it's out in the woods, out in your backyard, or is the uh, all those tall trees in the background is that digi? Either way, and I still contend this is an outdoor shot because you can you can always tell the lighting. The the universe's light is 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 very distinct mm-hmm. yep. to what artificial light can create. Even great high-end lights like you know the loom cubes and aperture shit we buy for this hobby, you can't recreate sunlight. You just you can't get it. Uh, so I do believe this is out in nature, which just makes me love it even more and discourages me to break out my uh endor leia and wicket uh tandem yeah so 
I mean, it, it, it's beautiful. Speaking of Loom, uh, Loom Cube, real quick, just a quick drop here. Our good buddy Sir Dork has hit fifty thousand oh, yeah. followers on his Instagram. Look at this guy, and he's doing a uh, giveaway for some Loom Cube. He uh, should, he should change his, his handle. Change the change his handle to Big Swinging Dick Fifty K. There we go. You still on, Sir Dork? If you're still Jared. listening, I imagine you are because we haven't hit Chaos Cutie shot yet. Yeah. But uh, that's your new handle. There we go. So yes, go give Big uh, Big Swinging Dick Fifty K. Go sign up for the giveaway. Get yourself some free Loom Cube merch and some Sir. Yeah, Dork yeah I mean, come on. You gotta love Sir Dork. Sir Dork is fantastic. I mean, he is a he's a huge account. Uh, he blew up on IG thanks to a, a a viral thing on Facebook like a year or two ago. Uh, his YouTube is finally starting to catch fire for those that want to learn about toy photography. He's finally getting uh, the type of views he should get for all the secrets he's showing you. I mean, he, he shows you everything. Uh, and I believe he's starting to get partnerships with like fucking drink companies and stuff to <laughs> have toys blow up their drinks and do cool looking <laughs> shit. So I, I love seeing what's happening to Jared. He's a fucking fantastic dude. He always reps the show uh, more so than a lot of the big accounts. I mean, he is a genuine SWTS fan. He, he live streams when he cans. He always promotes when he can. Uh, and uh, I, I do appreciate that, Jared, because, I mean, there, there's other mega accounts out there that, that don't really give two flying fucks. So uh, it doesn't go unnoticed, yes. my friend. Thank you for the love. And we hope that we can just give you a little bit of love back. So uh, back on this shot, this was at Morpheus Visions on Instagram. Uh, beautiful shot setup execution spot on scene recreation from ROTJ so well well done all right so now we're getting to one of the I mean one of the most I don't know if it's one of the super scoundrel here maybe one of the most featured artists ever in the top five but rightfully so at super underscore scoundrel and what we get is a just absolutely wonderful praetorian yeah. guard yeah. <laughs> uh piece of art here and, and this is this is one of three variants he did and <sighs> you know sometimes i want to share them all i just get lazy but he did a red one i believe a gold one and then he did one where he added some visor lighting dude what i don't understand is like Devin, if you're still in the chat or if you're listening at home, like how long does it take you to do one of these pieces because like you put out so much content but, and they're all such fucking high quality. Like you put out like a piece a day. Does this take you, oh, yeah. does it take you like he, a day? He had a, a, a WW84 run yeah, over I the fandom yeah. weekend. Just I some mean, killer work there. It's just nuts how he could, how Devin at super underscore scoundrel on Instagram puts out top quality shit as often as he does. And like the level of detail that he puts into these images is just mind blowing. It's ridiculous. And again, he's a, a vector artist. Mm -hmm. We've at least figured that yes. out. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, we don't always have to just say real ass paint for him and I'm on his page now. So if you're on the live stream and you go to at uh, super scoundrel, uh, super underscore scoundrel. And if you look at the shot of the Imperial Guard in red yep. and you do the 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 uh, swipe over, you can see what vector art is. And I'm assuming homeboy's got to like render all these motherfucking lines. It's almost like he's building a wire model that he then somehow illustrates. That's so or paints. crazy, man. Like I've I've, I've dabbled in illustrator and stuff like that when I was still in school and like when you like I never got into like using a Wacom tablet or anything like that to like physically draw out with my hands. I right. always did like 
you know, like tracings using the actual vector tools in, in Illustrator. But like the level of detail that he goes into is just so nuts. And then it's, like you it's crazy. literally have to go in and like fill in all these colors and not like he's, you know, the colors, the gradients, the fucking the the reflections and everything that he puts into it is just so nuts, man. I, I, I'm just like, again, I'm looking at the the vector outline and I'm just going that had to have taken a year. Yeah. Like, I can't even draw a line crooked. Like, <laughs> I, I can't draw period. And I'm assuming these are hand-drawn or maybe you do like a dot-to-dot if you have a long line. But I think every one of these little vector outlines has to be drawn. And then the nutty part is, dude then has to paint it. Yep. And the paint has to be shadowed or lit certain ways. And then to make it look glossy, it's all fucking nuts. That's why we don't understand real ass paint. (laughs) All we know is it looks fucking fantastic. And as I've said a million times, someone pay this motherfucker to put out a high end, thick, glossy, shiny coffee book of his art yes please i mean any any type of merch that we could get from devin and his work would be greatly appreciated because this like the shit is just mind-blowingly good every piece he puts out so at super underscore scoundrel on instagram give him a follow you will not be disappointed every post that he puts out is just a tier s yeah i mean i i have his page up right now so you can see all three variants he went with the with the red the blue and then like i said you kind of got the the gold with the the light advisor this gold one actually looks a lot like a um a it's like commander pyre yeah you know it's it's that look and like there was so like the eternal empire was back in uh swotor the uh online mmo for star wars um and they had uh, troopers that look very similar to that too oh shit the intern popped in he the must have got off work yes in. we are uh intern we're going on 318 at this yeah, point we're... buddy I'm, I'm surprised anyone is even still alive most of them probably have their heads uh face down into a bowl of cereal <laughs> or their dinner at this point yeah i, know. I don't even know what the fuck we're I talking know Devin about was anymore. here at one point but he probably jumped out <laughs> during our <laughs> people yeah, they fucking leave come back they're like you fucking dumbasses are still We're doing still this going, shit but it's star wars you losers go away <laughs> but guess what uh, we still got a couple more shots to go through here and the- oh my god i'm sweating like i got <laughs> pit stains and everything i got some fremunda going on oh, down man. here the duck butter starting to churn out the asshole <laughs> Uh, but yeah, at super underscore scoundrel, hook it up. Follow that motherfucker. He's fantastic. Oh, yeah. So our last one in the top five this Here week it is. is at Chaos Cuties Woo! Um, with her fantastic C-3PO. This is the uh, the samurai variant C-3PO. And yeah. what really fucking makes this shot to me is one, the pose, because it looks like he's like jumping in the air. He's got his little fan out. There's this big explosion in the background but you can still see like the like the lilies and and all of the flowers happening yeah. it's it's almost like he's running away from a temple that's exploding and yeah, that that's probably jared in the background <laughs> lighting something on fire with his blowtorch <laughs> but i just love i love the pose i love the the setup i love the background imagery and just like the like that figure's face is so perfectly 
uh, yeah. built for this shot. I just love everything about it. This shot here. Yeah, from- he's, like, he's he's like he gives no fucks. He's like, yo, I'm, I'm golden rod, and I just blew the fuck out of something. <laughs> he's like he's skipping like, hey. away from his. Like I, I wish we could see him waving that like a geisha girl too, because you know that's how you know that's how C3PO would be using that little fan. Yeah. And that's really how they made the figure. I mean, they made him as essentially a, a, a geisha. I mean, he, he didn't get any weapons or anything. He, he gave him a fucking fan. Uh, but, you know, Chaos Cuties made him bad. He's like a ninja. He's like a samurai. Yeah. He, ju- he just did something, uh, you know, dropped some black powder somewhere <laughs> and blew the fuck out of something. And now, you know, he's waving himself off, jumping away like, I just did that. <laughs> I fucking love it, man. I love the I love everything about this shot. So uh beautiful work here at Chaos Cuties on Instagram. And and like you put in the in the post too, her muse really is C3PO. Right. If you scroll through her feed, a lot of the the toy shots that you'll see on the Star Wars side are C3PO, but you get a good mix of Pokemon. You got Yeah, yeah. She she she's into a lot of the other yeah, pop culture. Some Harley stuff. Quinn in there as well. So there's a lot of good pop culture icons at work here as well. I see she's also got a My Hero Academia Bakugo in there, some diva. Yeah, I mean her her and Jared are they're 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 well educated pop culturists. Uh, they're into slightly different stuff than my old asses. Uh, it, yeah, I, I've talked about this. I completely missed the Pokemon craze because I think it was high school for me or or middle school. I, I was too concerned with what most young men are concerned with, and that is you know, feeling what it feels like to have someone besides yourself touch your penis, right? I mean, that, that's really all I was concerned about. So I missed all the Pokemon craze. And really, I did, that just kind of took me out of most of that anime stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't get into the studio. Was it Studio Ghibli? Studio Ghibli, Ghibli? yeah. Yeah, I just I don't. It's I'm not saying I don't like all that shit. I I, I think that's why I like Miraculous because it's kind of <laughs> anime. That might be your end now. Like, you'll and get I, I do like. I just I love the Japanese culture in general. I've already talked about this, but yeah, uh, Chaos Cuties at Sir Dork. They're a fun pair to follow. Yes, they are a couple in real life. They make art together. They blow shit up together. <laughs> they light stuff on fire together. It's a beautiful couple. Absolutely, and you also have to appreciate. The, the nipples on this C-3PO, right? <laughs> Look how they strategic. Yeah. No, I'm like, yeah, I'm no, it's like they positioned them perfectly. They ex- Hell yeah, they did. Because, you know, some samurais, that's how they would deck their armor. Yeah. I mean, literally, he's got a little knob on his one nipple and then he's got the, the, the fat nipple syndrome on the <laughs> other. Uh, great figure, though. I mean, this, this is one of my favorite. What are these? The, the Tamahashi Nations, yeah. the Star Wars samurai stuff. So good looking work there, Chaos Cuties. Keep tagging it up. High five, uh, Sir Dork, for us. There we go. Have a drink. And that's the top five. So that'll bring us to Matt's top one. So Matt, tell oh, us yeah. what we got. Now, now we're getting here. in. This is where the fun begins. <laughs> uh, no, no. Hey, everyone's great. I mean, you're great if you even get featured on our little stupid page. So don't worry about it. But if you get the top one, you truly are excellent. The best of the best. Uh, and that goes to a Star Wars Time Show tagger in. Burkhead Toys, and and I actually double featured Burkhead Toys, uh, which I, I rarely do. Uh, as I just said, with a lot of Devin's work, I mean, I want to share all three variants, but it's just it, it's a lazy thing. But th- what we're looking at here, what Burkhead has achieved with, uh, I'm assuming he he fashioned this. <laughs> all right, let me let me set up the shot so people actually they're listening and know what we're looking at. We're looking at a full Beskar Mando. 
uh, kneeling down and handing a mini Mando mm-hmm. helmet to the child. Yes. A.K.A. Baby Yoda. <laughs> it is fucking fantastic. Like, I mean, cuteness overload, if you want to get into that. Uh, it is just, I, I absolutely love it. It's like the father going to the son. You've made it. Mm-hmm. You are a man now. Here is your helmet. Let's roll. Uh, so, I, I mean, it, first off, it, it's a great shot. I mean, it, it, it's it's framed perfectly. See that wall there, Nick? Yeah. That's what I was trying to make. And clearly people figured out a way how to make them without chopping up a bunch of pieces. Okay. Because that's exactly what I want. So he, he's got like, a, it, it, I'm going to call it a light leak wall. I'm sure that's not the proper term. But it's like grating and he has his light source behind it and then using atmosphere aerosol or fog or whatever. He gets it. He gets light rays to leak in. So, I mean, that's that's awesome. I I like the Dio itself, but it it really is. It's that little fucking baby Yoda Mando helmet. Yeah. (laughs) And and the little baby reaching to it like, yes, I have earned this honor. father. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go find those space wizards or let's go get a puck. Yeah, dude, it's so perfectly executed here Just, yeah I, i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up his other I one because y- you need to see them both do you think so do uh, you think that when if and when baby yoda gets a helmet that his ears will stick out the side i, I hope so because look if, if i'm sorry you can't see it nick but if you pull up his page those of you on the live live stream if you pull up at burke head toys b-u-r-k-e-h-e-a-d-t-o-y-s damn straight his ears stick out yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love it dude I'm- i love it I mean, look, look at it. In this shot, you got Mando and the baby. They're, they're kind of walking through a city street and the troopers are looking at like, oh, what the fuck is this? This is probably <laughs> something we shouldn't mess with because we know he's a badass. But whatever that little green thing is wearing a helmet, we don't even want to yeah. get mixed we up. We don't want to mess with it. <laughs> Dude, that's uh, so So great. I just I, I always love creativity and I love it even better when the shots actually pulled off. And, you know, it's a good looking shot because sometimes you know, you can have a great idea and the execution isn't quite there. Uh, clearly, uh, Burkhead Toys had a fantastic idea and executed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where the hell he got this this helmet for the baby, but it's fantastic. <laughs> it is absolutely fantastic and fits the baby it so does, well. Dude, it fits perfectly on his head, so... And if you notice, those of you that are collectors, it looks like Burkhead Toys got the uh, the new variant of the child that's going around that I'm pissed that I don't have. And I say that, Nick, because notice how now the the collar in this in the rolled up sleeves are very noticeable. Yep. Different color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's... First run, it's all the same. Oh, it's just color. all like it brown, just, so you can't yeah, tell the difference. Pretty much. So this this is one of those deals where sometimes a toy company will release a figure. And then for whatever, they're like, oh, shit, let's uh, next. Hey, 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 John, next production line. Why don't you uh, crank down the brown a little bit? Yeah. And then then now you have this. So, yeah, much clearer. The, the oh, OK, uh, Burkhead Toys is in the live stream for those of you that were wondering. And he did design and printed it. So oh, wow. and he's got it on Thingiverse, which if you're in 3D printing, you know what that is. I do. And I know a friend that can use it. And I will be getting this helmet printed Stacked. There we go. That's awesome. So uh, thank you, Burkhead Toys, for that update. And uh, again, just uh, amazing work there. Great idea. Great execution. Uh, I love I love Mando with the child in Beskar. Oh, yeah. It's just fantastic. 100%. Well, that's the end of the top one, the end of the top five. 
in the end of the show, the three and a half hour long show. (laughs) Thank fucking God. I mean, I I guess uh, we should almost put out a disclaimer because we're not going to have a stream next week. You may want you may want to save an hour and a half or hour plus a half of this bullshit to watch some of it next week because my Lord. Uh, a new record here, my friend. We almost went full stern. I believe we did go full stern because he takes breaks. We do not. <laughs> yeah. So three and a half hours of talking. Fuck off. That's pretty much how I want to sign off today. <laughs> but I won't. We'll do the dance because that's what we do about this time. And the dance, get your ass over to StarWarsTime.net. It even works on my computer. It doesn't always. So that's why I had to throw in that disclaimer. But why do you want to go here? Well... We, we put some content out there. We're, we're not just a, a toy feature page. We are a Star Wars fan page that also happens to pay homage to other Star Wars fan artists. So once you're on StarWarsTime.net, you can look at all of our dumb content. But more importantly, you can hit that subscribe to podcast link. If you like listening to podcasts, we're on all the platforms. All that we ask is that if you do subscribe on a platform, please rate and review. I cannot stress how important this is. I say it all the time. It doesn't seem to sink in, probably because everyone is tuned off by this point of the show. But by liking our YouTube videos, commenting on YouTube videos, uh, rating our show on whatever podcast platform you work on, it all appeases the search engine gods. All right? They go, hey, this Star Wars Time show has 100 user reviews. It's probably better than this Star Wars show that has 28. Did you guys get that? We're not the show with 100. We're the show with 28. So fucking fix that on any of the platforms, specifically Spotify, uh, with Stitcher is now, that belongs to Sirius, Pandora. So like the big ones, let's go. That's how we boost the numbers. Remember, no handouts here. No handouts. We're not begging. We're not asking for free money. There's no episodes locked behind some paywall. We just want you to do your part and get to the liking, the rating, the reviewing, and telling other Star Wars fans to do the same damn thing. Because you super fans, you've already done the work. We need the casuals and the newcomers to get there and do the ratings, the reviews, their likings, their commenting on YouTube. And by the way, while you're on StarWarsTime.net, you can also find our YouTube channel. It's right down here in the sidebar. Click on subscribe. Get your ass in on the action. If you want to get in on the fan segment, make sure you're following us on Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. That's where we do the battle brackets for you to vote on. That's where we do the fan question of the week for you to drop your answers, which may get featured on an episode of the show. And obviously, it's where we call the top five or the top five plus one. So if you make Star Wars art, if you just like Star Wars and you want to chat with some other people, hit us up on Instagram. And we also have a Discord server now for more Star Wars talk when the show ends. And we actually do have a somewhat regular discussion on our Discord, so I'm, I'm quite impressed. But it is from the superfans, and we need more of you. So get with it. There's always time for Star Wars time. It's easy to remember. There's always time for Star Wars time. See? It almost rhymes. And last but not least, if you do listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you. Always. Oh,